The following message is being transmitted at the request of the Boundless Pod Trap Movie Review and the guys of the BPT. What you are about to hear contains spoilers to movies. If you don't want to hear these spoilers, please disengage your listening device at this time. If you can't handle those with a possible differing view on a movie, you may also want to disengage your listening device at this time. Stay tuned for a movie review that only the guys at the Boundless Pod Trap can give you. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hi. What's happening? <laughs> What's good? What's happening? What's happening? I can't. I know. Got to do that every time. Now. When I hear myself I saying it, I feel like it's on point. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Like, th- that sounds on point, right? I don't know. You said my Adam Sandler sounded on point. I listened to back to it, and I was like, I said eh, it needs, it's fine. It could get work, but it's good. It's it good. Get it's work. on par. <laughs> it's on par. Where would it get work at? Yeah. Like an improv? Maybe a McDonald's that actually has a person instead of a... Never mind. I'm not, still on? I'm not getting into that. Right? You still on that? Look. <laughs> oh yeah, you could be. You yeah, could be the automated right voice. Do it, you want me kick it? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be better than the one that they have. <laughs> that's probably true. They, they try to make the the what new else ones would like, you like as personable. Nothing. They're like, yeah, that sounds good. How about? It's like that's it. That's it. That's it. Stop talking. Well, this is BPT movie review thirty-seven. Brian, you want to take it away? Sure do. By the way, Brian's here. I am here. Did we announce what this was going to be? We haven't announced. Let's say I don't think we announced what this was going to be because we didn't know if Jeremy was going to be back. Yeah, and yeah. it's true. Jeremy. I wanted to post something so that way the viewers or the people on Facebook and stuff can follow and watch mm-hmm. it and whatever and like listen back. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I can see all that, but I'm not going to. So. <laughs> we are also without Lonnie, Lonnie AJ. AJ. AJ Lonnie AJJ AJG the lawn man is it AJJ yeah, or so AJJ just three of us I don't know like when he said that I'm like oh, you're Lonnie we've done this before I can't do this the three of us with this. a different podcast that's coming out in January I'm gonna push that to January I'm putting a a thing on ourselves yeah uh, what do you call it? deadline deadline a schedule a hard, a hard a date sh- schedule well I said January <laughs> it's 31 days in January so. <laughs> Next. Look forward to that announcement. We'll we'll talk about it on the main podcast here next week. You talking about 2024? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> January. <laughs> but this movie is a surprise unless you looked at the title when you clicked on the episode. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much takes the, the surprise away. But these two fellas were kind enough to let me choose. Correct. Even being the guest host. We didn't want to let you do it, so... Lonnie was really against it. Yeah. (laughs) He seemed like it. I could tell. But what I chose is 2022's Babylon. Not Babylon 5. No. (laughs) I watched the wrong movie. Oh, no. Not again. Yeah. So Babylon uh, comes in at a runtime of three hours, nine minutes, which so long. was a long time. It's a, it's a long movie. Oh, long. And you so gave him shit. up, people. This could be a long podcast. Yeah, you gave him shit about the Scorsese thing. I did. And then when I started this, I'm like, holy fuck. I honestly didn't know because I was like, oh, wait till Wednesday. You know, I like to do it as fresh as possible. So I usually do it Wednesday or I'm usually off Thursdays when we record. So I'll watch it during the day. But this one I broke up into three segments. So. I said same, but I didn't mean that. I know because you, I like to try to get it out of the way. 
Well, you start 45 days ahead of time. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> so what we got here is uh, oh, Babylon shit. takes place in the 1920s. It follows multiple characters with their own roles in the silver screen. Mm-hmm. It's at the end of the silent film era. Thank God. Into the talkies. <laughs> Into, Into the, the talkies. talkies. So all of them have some sort of love with the film industry, but all are kind of unknowingly cogs in the industry, yeah. and they're used all and kind disposed of, of together once they're worn out. That's we got Margot Robbie, who plays a quirky, sometimes neurotic actress of Nellie Leroy, which I love that name. Leroy. It means she key. added the law. She added the law. She added the law. Roy. <laughs> You know, Roy actually in French means king. And I added the la, so it's Nelly, the king. I made that up. Brad Pitt as Jack Conrad is a well-known film star starting to lose his way as the world switches away from the silent films. Almost like another movie he played. Well, his co-star played that part. What's that? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, there's huh. a lot of similarities to those two I movies. I wonder if we'll he uh, took some inspiration from Maybe. how Leo played it out. Are they- Hmm. Maybe. Filming this relatively the same time? No. It's like a four-year gap. You don't know anything. I don't. No, nothing. (laughs) I bring nothing to this podcast. Uh, We got Diego Calva. Good good first Torres. Yeah, this is like his debut. Yeah. Well, like American debut. He had to learn English for this role. Really? Yes. I found that out. He was like, they spent like eight months on set, and he was like literally, he had like ideas for what to do in the scene or whatever, and he has like... He wasn't fluid enough to translate it to them right. in an efficient manner, I guess. So. That's a huge challenge when it comes to feeling competent on a language. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like if you can tell a joke in a different language, then you probably have the language down good enough. Right. Because there's a certain sense of timing that is necessary right. for that to deliver. Tone, so if you can timing, do acting. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, there's a very good joke in this movie. The bear <laughs> and the rabbit. Uh, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I like that joke. Oh, it's a lot well, of body fluids. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, anyway, sorry. I am, no, I'm super <laughs> impressed uh, having gained that knowledge now that well, he did such a good job. After a movie, I'll deep dive into like some YouTube videos for like interviews, like when they do press tours and stuff like that. That was one. Well, he's a uh, his character is kind of a he's coming from nothing, but he's super Literally intelligent. Nothing. He's a dreamer, and he uh, happens to like in this movie his dreams come true. But well, he finds his way in the movie business, but. It, does it kind of turn into a nightmare for him? We'll discuss. <laughs> <laughs> and he also meets Nellie and instantly early, yeah. falls in love with her. I Just mean, who head wouldn't? over heels <laughs> instantly. Probably at her best in the character, as the earliest character development. I think as sooner as... Uh, there's a lot of impatience I had with her character throughout the movie, which mm. we'll discuss yeah. later. But she's a, she's kind of a loose cannon at times. Yes, she's what I call a fire starter. Like she has to, she can't stay in one place she's for a so free long. Spirit, yeah, a gypsy. It's like she has to keep moving, and she leaves a trail she in her wake. Move on my con. I don't know what that means. <laughs> have sex with me. That we were talking about. Ruby. She's kind of dirty in this movie, sex, though. I like it. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> Would you not take, as dirty as Toby McGuire? This is true. <laughs> yes. Oh, those this teeth. Those I teeth. They were like oh a bluish, yellowy, bluish. Terrible. <laughs> I bags. want to discuss that scene later when we get to it, but um, yeah, well, I, know, so I you would also say something. one of the other characters that we're following is Sidney Palmner, who's mm-hmm. played by Hoven. Say it's Hoven or Joven. Joven. But yeah, Hoven Adepo. He's an Hoven? amazing trumpet player who catches a ride and ascends into the newfound era of. 
film with music, yeah. with sound. Yeah, yeah. Right place, right time kind of thing for him. But he's kind of more of a... Direction. So he, he's there's more of a two sub-block. characters. Yeah. I mean, the I think Asian his, chick, too. Yeah, Lady Faye and Sydney are kind of like the two sub-characters that I think are the opposing... Like, I think if we had more ex- exposure with the other ones, it would be a totally different story. That was one of my main gripes with this movie is I wanted more of both characters. We'll get into that because I have something against that as well. Okay, we'll go fuck yourself. Not because of their people of color or anything. But <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, I, I'm not trying to be like, hey, we need more color. No, those were probably two of yes. the most interesting characters in this movie. But yeah, so Lady, sorry, uh, Margot Robbie's character of Nellie is pretty much a reimagining of Clara Bue from yes the way old the way backs from the way talking she was an american actress who rose to fame during the silent film era in the 1920s also known for her energetic and vivacious personality which earned her the nickname the it girl so nelly is pretty much the it girl of this movie brad pitt is nelly i am number one (laughs) not that one oh different nelly sorry brad pitt is pretty much uh wow jack conrad is that's an actual name isn't it i Uh, thought it was gil gillen I thought it was, their Jack Conrad was an actual. I don't think it was. Dude. I mean, you can probably find a Jack Conrad, but he was pretty much modeled off of like two or three other people. The one who kind of did the singing in the rain and all that. Let me yes. see if I can. Based find. on actors like John Gilbert. Gilbert, that's the mm, one. Yeah. John Gilbert. That's his prime model for this one. Douglas Fairbanks, Randolph Valentino as well. Well, let's uh, let's start off with you, John. What do, what oh, do you no. think? <laughs> What's your rating? Well, so. I wanted to see this movie for a couple of reasons. Things that get me into movies, obviously, it has to have a good trailer. Um, this one had a pretty decent one, but uh, the actors is number one. And there's certain actors that, you know, they make a movie. I'm going to see it. Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks, Christian Bale, uh, even Jason Pitt. Bateman. But Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie are falling into that category as well. So I was all in on this. I don't know why I didn't get to see it in theaters. I don't know. I feel like it didn't run very long, at least here. I just don't think it got. I, I think it was up at attention all. span. Was this a Christmas release? I can't yes. even remember. Okay. Right after Christmas. So that was probably why. Or before, 23rd, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, somewhere in that area. So when you made us vote on this, I was like, yeah, let's. I did not know it was three hours. <laughs> that's okay. Because, like I said, I wanted to see this. And one of the reasons I wanted to see this was the writer director, Damien Chazelle. He wrote one of my. Favorite movies of the 2010s in Whiplash. <laughs> well, that was 2014's <laughs> Whiplash, which I know Brian is a big fan of as well. Yeah, I don't that's know that's if you've it. seen that movie. Isn't that with a, what's her name? Nope. There's not very little she's in this. It's a, uh, isn't the roller derby? Miles one? Teller no. and uh, I know it's going to drive me nuts. Uh, he plays Jameson in uh Spider-Man. J. Jonah Jameson okay. and Spider-Man. Okay. That guy. What's his name? I can't think of it right now. Why am I blanking? Name right I hate my either. life. Anyways, fantastic film. Fantastic See film. it. If you haven't seen it, go see it yes. right now. So that was also another reason why Brad Pitt joined this film was because of the movie Whiplash. So I was all in. Like, J.K. Simmons. I was, uh, I don't know why we didn't. That sounds so, I, I feel yeah. so stupid. Yeah, I feel incredibly stupid. But anyway. That's his actual name. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. So I was like, all right, cool. It's about the film industry, which we all enjoy. There's some parts of this where we can relate to probably like when they're on set and oh yeah, heat and, you know, oh, stuff yeah. like that. I was like, oh man, which back. we covered. <laughs> uh, wow. What's his name? 
I don't know. One of the actors from a previous movie that you guys weren't attached to is oh. one of Lonnie's, The Evil Within. Oh. The main actor, Kohler, the guy who died, the DP. Oh, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't watch that movie. <laughs> no, no. The guy who died in the booth. In oh, in the booth. Oh, in yes. the booth. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Great actor. It was kind of cool to see him. That was, I, that was actually a real fun if that's a weird, is that a weird scene, thing? That, that whole is that weird to describe it as fun? No, or? it was a lot of fun because it was chaotic. Yeah, and it was and manic. And the lines that director was saying, he's like, "I will shit on yeah. you." JP, what's his name? The assistant. And yeah, he was. He stole almost every single Dude, talking. He was part killing scene. it. It's like, and it kept building up, and then you know the execs come in, and yeah. so it's on. Oh, All right, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Let me so good. Okay, so this movie had a lot of things in it in a three-hour period. It had kinks, elephant diarrhea. Rattlesnakes, so projectile vomiting, orgies, gimps, alligators, medieval weapon kills. Keep going. Boobs of all sizes, which I will rate randomly as we go through the movie <laughs> Man boobs included. But overall, like I said, the same reason I wanted to see this was the same reason Brad Pitt joined. I want to see what he did after Whiplash. Um, he also did La La Land, which I really enjoyed. This movie was supposed to be pretty much what La La Land was or is. I guess he but wanted like, to um, write a musical. Yeah. And then he just made this i haven't seen la la land so i don't know how i haven't seen i i have like i said i hate musicals i've made that clear but the greatest showman in la la land are very good movies very very and a lot of it has to do with the actors but but um anyway so while this movie wasn't as awesome as whiplash i still enjoyed most of it but there is too many lulls i needed more from those side characters we just talked about and i feel this would be better as a tv series more than a movie but I, like I said, I enjoyed it. I gave it a seven. How about you, good sir? Man, I wanted to hear your review first. You want to hear so mine? Let me let me preface this. Okay. Oh, you said something in one of the messages that like this was one of your favorite movies. I don't remember if you were saying it about this one or if you were saying about the oh, other one. Oh, the other one. Okay, I, was I thought talking you were about Ex okay. Machina. All right, never mind. This that clears up my question. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'll go ahead. And Ex give Machina you my... is one of my favorite movies. Another movie you guys should all go gotcha. see. I thought you were saying both of these. We are had like... to vote between those two movies, and mm. I chose this because I hadn't seen it, and I haven't seen this one either. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know if you're going to edit that out, but you pause for an unusual amount of time there. <laughs> well, I have to keep it in now that you made attention to it. So. <laughs> but. Oh, that's what made me laugh on the last one when you're like, I added it in already. <laughs> it played. Oh, the fuck what was it? It was the uh, commercial. Hot pocket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, behind the scenes, the curtains revealed. Uh -oh. People know we add things. Don't give away the trades. Sorry. This movie was I, I I did love this movie. This is one of those movies where I kind of talked about before, where it's like you have this sense of nostalgia, but you've never experienced this. So. I've grown up relatively in like the acting community, the the film world, whatever, from stage to screen, if you will. And I've been taking more of a step back, doing more writing and directing and stuff like that. I mean, I'm still doing what I can here and there, but just seeing how things have changed, being part of a modeling agency where I was actually teaching the acting tier, as they mm -hmm. called it, and just seeing the dog eat dog type of world and just this little thing in Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha is a booming city with... Everything that lights up downtown now. Yes. <laughs> we noticed that. The other night. With, uh, I don't know, entertainment. You know, so like film is is growing over here. And, you know, Alexander Payne is like, we're getting more exposure with a lot of other things here and there. I, I do enjoy heaps coming back. I can't parallel so much with this movie because, I mean, it's another time. It's another place. But knowing how things, like you only got additions way back in the day of like getting a newspaper. I forget exactly what they called it. 
but that's how you got, you know, you had to get an agent, but here it's like, we can do a lot of the stuff ourselves. Whereas we're seeing these people under the pretty much Hollywood mm -hmm. and Hollywood was the only time or the only way to get exposed or if you know somebody or if you can you know do favors and stuff here and there, it's like you see in the dark world of what it was, which it's kind of a little bit of both. It's the people. And I think they have the scapegoat of casting it onto like Hollywood, but the overall painting of everything, the broad brush is it's Hollywood. Hollywood pretty much runs through people. I don't know the, the color of this. There's a few minor things again, like what John was saying, it could have been shorter. It could have been like a nine episode series or so, right? which they could have dove more into those side characters right. too. And that's, but my qualm with that, I guess I'll just go into that right now. My qualm with <laughs> those were the moral characters, even though they're in this industry. I think if we had more time and exposure with them, we would see more flaws that we didn't get to see the flaws of them. I think it comes out beautiful for them too. Because one of them actually finds success and the other one is pretty much counter to Jack's character of Brad Pitt, where they are both getting up there in age, one, a male, a female, whatever. She still has her beauty and all that. Usually Hollywood goes through just the beauty and all that. Right. But she has enough <clears throat> grace to know when it's her time. You know, she's like, I'm moving to Europe. Whereas it hurt him so much that he's no longer up here. Even though hurt him. Yeah. Even <laughs> though he he came to terms with it. But. He also wanted to do it his way too, but he did it the way. music, the music is great. I forgot to mention. That. Yeah. The, music, the music, the scoring, whatever the know, expressions, the actors were all phenomenal. They mm -hmm. were on top of their game. I think for a, a few of these, this is probably some of their best acting. Like Margot Robbie, I haven't seen everything that she's done, but she fucking put everything into this. It seems like Brad Pitt. <laughs> I feel like he was Brad Pitt interview where he says every movie she does that. She puts everything into every movie. She does, so. <laughs> Gotcha. That's funny that you said she feels like she put everything into this. I, I haven't seen a bad Margot Robbie no. film. Same. No. Same. But uh, I mean, she's, I think it's just the range like of this character. Audrey Hepburn when that's all said. And done, right. You know what I mean? Brad Pitt, I feel like he was channeling a lot of himself into this because he is up. He's 59 years old trying to or 56, whatever, trying to play a 32 year old in this movie. I mean, like, and he's in phenomenal shape as well. I'd still do. Same. <laughs> but. I don't know. I, I did really like Depends this movie. Top or bottom. I have to but give I'd it a nine. Nine. Okay, very good. For me. Well, did you uh, say a seven? He, yeah. John said a seven. You know, yes. I'm going to change it, though. I'm going to give it a 7.5. Ooh. Because I've been thinking about things while you you were talking. It's like, like I said, the music adds a little bit. Uh, you know, the music added the extra half because like I did really enjoy all the music. Sorry. Go yeah, ahead. no, uh, I'm right there with you. The music's fantastic storyline for me it was like started off a little rough and then it got really good and then it was a little lackadaisical and then there's definitely some more then it finishes strong again so I, I think that comes with me not liking longer films <laughs> <laughs> the acting just phenomenal and i thought diego was just oh, yeah. one of the I, he stole the show, he was in awesome. my opinion. He was really good. Um, and now knowing that he didn't even know English yeah, until right. this film, wow. So as I mean, the as the spectator, I feel like it's his story that we're following. I mean, he is the seventy percent of the movie. Yeah, so. Brad Pitt, fantastic. I I loved his him being drunk. Like he just he's <sighs> such a good drunk actor. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> I I believed it. I believed you this idiot drunk womanizer woman. Yeah. And then he just turns it around. He's like, ah, I quit drinking. And he looked, he had it on point. No problem. Just quit drinking. So for me, 
this is one of those films. Yeah, like I said, up and down throughout it. I I, I wondered what I got myself into at the beginning because <laughs> I was like, oh my god, what what is this? The whole what did I pick picking the yeah at the beginning elephant diarrhea <laughs> and they're going into this wacky and the party. pissing on that dude like, yeah i was like what is this i will never understand this play. I'm sorry. same but then by the end of it i was like oh i kind of want to watch it again so i gave it a eight and eight and which eight. gives us a bpt rating of 8.5 yeah job brian for your first one there's a man i don't know like going back to some of the stuff like brad pitt he's a good eater like in most of his films, he eats he, he's 17 times in this film. I took count. Oh, did you? Really? Yes. Uh-huh. Eat or drink, I should say. Oh, that's so much he has to do. He eats a lot in his films. So. Yeah. And I was curious. That was my little side project. Yeah. this. I mean, this movie starts off in the desert. Yeah. Pretty much <laughs> Bel Air, California, 1926 desert area yeah. following Diego's story. Like, I also feel like every single character, their arc, our story is pretty much summarized by the very first time you see them so i will keep referring back to this diego in this entire movie is constantly trying to push the elephant up the hill Mm -hmm. he's he has so much struggles yes so uh, also emma stone was supposed to be part of this and margot robbie ended up taking her spot with this but yeah no disrespect to stone i prefer robbie same i think i think emma could have played that role there's something about does it. neurotic comes off better from a lanky, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. And Margot Robbie has that tall, skinny, neurotic looking, whereas Emma Stone's more. She's she's <laughs> I don't know how to put this. Like, she seems more level way, Emma headed. Stone doesn't really like make Emma bad Stone just either, seems like level headed, like just just the use more hand know. gestures. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone can see my. Uh, yeah, but. So starts off getting an elephant. Guy doesn't even realize he's getting an elephant. Yeah, he's like, I'm here to pick yeah, up a yeah, horse. A trucker. Horse. He's it, got a pickup. You know, he he rides with the he was like, that's pretty much not gonna fit in my truck and yeah. they make it happen. How they got it, no way that truck would have gotten a, gotten that elephant. Ridiculous. So like within the first three minutes, he's pushing the elephant up the hill. Well, trying to go up the hill with a, a vehicle, towing it, and then like it gets to a point where it's starting to skid and go backwards. So they hop out and get to the back of the trailer and start trying to push it to, to keep it going. His friend or whoever comes back to the very back and just gets shat on. Oh, just And then they so show much, pretty so much. much everything, and it's on the camera lens so and much. all this. That elephant ate corn, yes. I swear to God. <laughs> this is what I did <laughs> I like about I this. I saw corn in there. A lot of these films or where they try to get very... um graphic with things mm-hmm. you know they, they show the the slice or the you know stab or the gunshot or whatever and then they cut away to the expression well where the expression is also in with the graphic part and they hold on these scenes for so long you're like oh it's still going it's yeah. still go- yeah it was a bit much and it made you question what you am i gonna like to? this yeah. <laughs> am i gonna like this film especially and once they get to the party there's a lot of debauchery going on right um well diego so- Ended up getting invites or had to, he was about to get stopped by the police or whatever. So he had to get extra invites. It's like, that's kind of his pushing the elephant up the hill. He has to try to find a way to make something work. So in order to get past what he is doing as illegal activity, past the border patrol or whoever it is, it's like he gets <laughs> but they, the border patrol, his brother or cousin or whatever, and his kids and stuff like that to an invite. But if that cop was there, I mean, like, 
what what would he have done like with all of this? Yeah, because he yeah he brought like twenty people. It was <laughs> it was part of his family. I, I don't know why the kids were there if he got invites to the kids you know with, with kids. <laughs> Although I don't think I've seen any kids. I've seen a midget dancing on a piano and a lot of midgets. Yeah, a lot of midgets. Uh, Some gypsies. A lot of nakedness. A lot of sex. Uh, yeah, so it's kind debauchery of we, we first all around, but yeah. it's classy debauchery. Like, is it when we see, some of compared it to the other? Uh, most of the tits in that scene are yeah. fives. There are a few eights. <laughs> yeah, just want to put that. I, out yeah, there. I will agree. Are I you mean, counting them by sets or individuals? Sets. Okay. And this kind of when we get introduced to Sydney as well. He's playing in the background. It's him and his band. I guess is mm-hmm. running the show gets told that the elephant's going to be coming in and he has to just keep playing. <laughs> when that elephant burst in, my brain immediately went, Prince Ali! Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Like, oh. So this orgy house means I... <laughs> what do you think it smells so like? Or- not good. Not good. Everyone <laughs> is dirty. elephant shit. Did, I mean, and, do you think it's sex? Already and, smells like butthole before the oh, elephant yeah. gets there. I mean, gimps already smell like butthole. Oh, yeah. Everybody's sweating, dancing, sweating, and dancing. Yeah. Deodorant probably is was even invented Hi- in the twenties. Hygiene is not looking good. No, back then. So. There's what? No, alcohol, cocaine, alcohol, that, that, opium. That gross smell of like when a drunk person. Like, oh yeah. My ex Jenny would always like this that stale alcohol uh, smell. Mm. That you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like you're smelling part of their. Stomach lining. It would have been rough. <sighs> yeah. And then we got that. Chairs are flying. Mm-hmm. That chick throwing dudes around. <laughs> we got that executive peeing on that girl. Yes. I don't know what. No, it, she girl was, was peeing on him. So she oh, was. She was peeing on yes. him. Yes. Yes. That, that chick was supposed guy. to be the it girl. And then it and went to his face. Oh, yes, so I will never loving it. His play. No, no. Nope. I want to, but I, I did it I one time. <laughs> what about did you? One. I, I have. I, I have it. never done it. Never I done it. I've never time. received it either. I never received it either. But why are you? We did it one time, and it was in the shower, and it was weird, and I didn't talk to her for two hours afterwards. <laughs> I have a jellyfish over here. I am not R. Kelly. <laughs> Do you need me to? I am not. I have been stung in the balls. By no, I want that Asian chick. I just keep a jellyfish. I just keep a jellyfish around in a full bladder at all times. <laughs> Do you need me to pee on you? <laughs> I need this. I need this. <laughs> so Margot Robbie makes Did her she die. <laughs> yes. So yeah, yeah she was the it much. girl, and this is the only reason why Margot Robbie continued. Well, not Margot yeah. Robbie. This is the the, the arc Nelly. of the character, Nelly. Or whatever. Nelly. We'll just say Nelly. Portado. Not that one. Ah, damn it! I'm getting my Nellies confused wanna, today. Want to fly away? I don't know where my home is. <laughs> But yeah, we get introduced to Nelly. She comes in hot, like firecracker yes. Dude, as she is. It's a wide open lot, and she hits the only thing that's the in there. <laughs> and she's like, well, you need to get your statues under control or whatever, because it came out of nowhere. What precinct are you from? <laughs> Security guard, we, we don't, don't have, have a precinct. precinct. <laughs> oh, that came out of fucking nowhere. You'll have to pay for that, ma'am. Oh, Okay. Uh, who are you? I'm security. You kind of shoot at your job. You have statues coming out of nowhere, everywhere you fucking turn. You're very lucky I don't report you. Where do you think you're going, ma'am? I'm going inside. Uh, so, yeah, she's wild. That was eight minutes in. Like, it is, it sets you she's up. She's trying like, to get in so that fast. party, but she, by using names that she's not on the list. Right. 
So she seems to have this mentality of you are or you ain't type of thing. Like there's no in the middle, like there's no gray area. It's like, I'm a star. I know I'm a star. She's so confident in her mentality, which is a good thing, but it's also an extreme negative because mm-hmm. it's like, it will crush you eventually. I'm if sure. it didn't pan out for her at this party, she would just be the annoying chick at the end of the bar that you're like, Jesus Christ, right. Nellie's here. <laughs> there's a few of those around here. <laughs> so Flea as Bob Levine. It's kind of cool to see Flea. I, I, I enjoy Flea in a lot of the stuff. He's not the best actor. He was really good in this one, though. But I enjoy him. Yeah, he's all right. Stick to music. The jazz band bickering at each other. I, I did a lot. I like that. It's like, yeah. you need to step up your I'm shit. and giving You sound flat. Are you serious? Just stay out of his way. Now, you know I can't afford to get injured, Joe. You shut the fuck up. What? You heard me, Wani, bitch. Excuse me? Oh, you Joe, you see how he just talks to me? I talk to you like this because every time we play in these, you play a fucking flat. If that elephant dropped his elephant ass on your face, maybe you'd be home long enough to fucking break. I practice nine hours a day, you fuck. I love their, uh their stick i mean like that's their thing right but i mean like sydney he's extremely like what did he say he practices eight hours a day or so yeah and he's extremely talented he knows how to he knows how to use his pipes and i I guess he can kind of tell just everybody else it's like he is a lead guy he has stuff and i don't know if if i want to say his band is holding him back but it's the sort of dominoes or not necessarily dominoes it's this these sorts of chemicals that interplay to kind of like shake everything up to get these main people together. Mm-hmm. So having Manny underneath Jack and all this and kind of showing him a little bit of the ways, I feel like that relationship, I'll get into that later, but it, it just gives, it opened up the opportunity for Sydney to actually shine, to actually yeah. put out it, there. It seems like Sydney's trying to bring everyone up to his level. Trying to, yeah. Not necessarily being held back, but trying to pull them up to him. Right. And he he's very, I don't know if I want to say stern. He doesn't have a filter, Mm -hmm. but he is one of the more moral characters in this whole thing. It's like he is always dressed, you know, he's suit and tie. He's always straight. I mean, this is the 20s. There are still people still weren't liking the blacks. That's I mean, although these 20s, this is Hollywood, too. So they were using people as pieces. But the Mm -hmm. the people at the lower end who are making their way around, it's like. I, I feel like they was very cordial with a lot of the stuff. They were. Like, it I, it, it didn't seem like the 20s. I mean, I see a lot of 40s and 50s films where they are not treated that well. Nope. <laughs> so. so, again, our wet works chick ended up having too much that she overdosed on anything from alcohol, heroin, coke, morphine, or ether. All things found all at this grand party, which we see Manny. And after Manny ends up getting Nelly into the party, they kind of go under to the little secret stash area and have a little bit of... Which would be chat. my favorite. That would be my favorite thing at the party. Just hanging out with just one other person. Margot Robbie. And yes. being like, yeah. Ta- <laughs> Margot Robbie. <laughs> What's your big dream? What's, Mar- what are For you those doing? who don't know, Margot Robbie is in my top of all time. <laughs> <laughs> she, would be on, she would be on my, uh, what's that, hall pass list or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt, laminated. Brad Pitt comes in with uh, Olivia Wilde, his current wife at the time, speaking yeah. Italian. <laughs> I, She's... I, Really love for like this. five seconds. Yeah, yeah. Super and she's a top credit. Yeah, I saw she was like she was. Yeah, she was one of the top credits, and I was like, oh, cool. Oh, and that's she's it. Gone. Wow. Well, it also took two hours and twenty seven minutes to get Tobey Maguire into the film. Too, true. So. True. I forgot he was even See, in the I film. I did too. Until he showed yeah. up. I was like, oh yeah. I was also excited to see Ethan Suppley. I was not excited to see him hawking loogies every twenty oh, yeah. seconds or whatever, yeah. but. Yeah, so Brad Pitt comes in speaking Italian, a little bit more better than in Inglorious Bastards. Where are you? Stop speaking fucking Italian. 
No, no, it's not. I'm trying to have a serious conversation with you. Do you understand? Our marriage is in trouble. I am unhappy. Stop it! You are not fucking Italian. You are from fucking Shawnee. You got your fraud. Say one more word. Say one more word in Italian, and I will divorce you. One more. Get the fuck out! Get the fuck out! <laughs> yeah, Ilya the Wild's character, Ina, blows up on him saying he's from Shawnee, which Brad Pitt is actually from Shawnee. Again, modeled off the John Gilbert character, or actor, way back in the way back when. He is known as the Great Lover. That's his... Yeah, apparently not that great. Well, yeah. Well, I guess the, uh, he could be a good lover, just not a good keeper. It's oh, more yeah. of the, the archetype <laughs> in the movies. That's the character that he always ascribes oh, right. to is the great lover character. He is the main guy, the, the it guy. So he graces the party as an elite, playing a real life guy, uh, 20 years older than when he's actually died. So the guy, John Gilbert, died at 38, I believe it is. And Brad Pitt's 58, 59, somewhere around there upon filming. So someone blasts through the window as Jack tries to get George out of his car. George is pretty much Jack's best friend. George is the guy who kind of sparks something inside of Jack. He's the one who kind of recognized that he's got talent. He's the first one who kind of took him in. Even though George is kind of holding him back, as Jack rises up, he's also doing how like Sydney does. Like mm-hmm. He is trying to take Jack with him. Jack is a good guy. He's an established guy in this industry. You know, I think he's... What, what pretty much was his role? Producer or executive? He had yeah. money. Yeah. But Producer. he did not have women. He was very bad in that. <laughs> Who yeah. was it this time? Claire. Well, Claire's a lesbian, so that's an uphill <laughs> battle for anyone. <laughs> that was one of my favorite lines. <laughs> yeah, that poor guy. <laughs> He's uh, too depressed. It's like he. I, I wouldn't be able to hang out with him. The, I give uh, Jack a lot of credit for. Same. Keeping, keeping yeah. at it. It's like I have friends like that, and it's like. I don't want you to suffer, dude. <laughs> Are you looking at me? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm looking at you and I'm realizing we. <laughs> All right. So. No cop. I have a couple of friends right now going. What was this? Oh, I took a note. I had no idea. Um, <laughs> And there we are. His notes are taking notes now. <laughs> now introduced to Lady Feiju, played by Lee Jun Lee, singing My Girl's Pussy. Was, yes. Probably my favorite song. Oh, on this. best song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's one pet I like to pet. Every evening we get set. I stroke it every chance I get. It's my girl's pussy. Fantastic. And again, she arrives in the scene like she is an always angel. like solo. <laughs> yeah, she's always like solo by herself. Like she has strength and grace. And I think grace is probably the best word to describe her character. Mm-hmm. It's like she doesn't necessarily hang out with everybody. She always has like her own thing and then returns to her little keep her chair, her couch or whatever. And while everybody else is mingling about and enjoying all the debauchery, she always keeps a presence about her. And I think that helps her character. Well, she doesn't fit in with this crowd. It doesn't seem like she's above this crowd. I feel like she's better. She's comfortable this in this crowd, but she's comfortable, but yes. she's, she, I think she knows she's better than yes, in a sense, but she appreciates them. Yes. I think she has like a sense of like virtue. But it's like, it is this crowd who uh, cheers for her. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of a, I don't know if I want to say a double-edged sword, 
but I feel like she enjoys it because yeah. she knows this is her playground. This is where she can play. And this is, she's doing what she loves and stuff. But. She's friends with Conrad, Jack, who he asks if he can make his friend George feel better. Like she tries to say, hey, go hit on him. Mm -hmm. you know, just make him feel good. You don't got to sleep with him. Yeah. Listen, I need a favor. You know, my old friend George over there. I wonder if you go talk to him. Tell him you were asking after. It's sad men over there. Yeah. Listen, I'm not asking you to fuck him. Just, you know, make him feel special. So Manny snorts with Nelly and goes dancing in which <laughs> she ends up going off and mingling with the crowd as a nobody. Like nobody knows her. She wasn't invited to this, Like, but she's owning everything. Like mm -hmm. she has this spark that people look for and then they they try to use it to pick it apart to, you know, exploit it. Exploit and that's, it. yeah, that's what they're, I think that what they see. That's, yeah. That's, that's at, Hollywood. At this point, there's two things probably going through Manny's head as he's met her. It's either that he's extremely smitten and taken by her or that she is one of those rare radiant stars that he's beginning to see the birth of her luminance. It's like she knows who she is. She has that confidence or whatever, despite her harsh upbringing. But that's the problem with like being a star, too. It's like you eventually fade out. And mm -hmm. with like Hollywood being run through and all that, you, you shine so bright that you just fade away. Whereas some of these other people who sort of orbit, they have like their steady thing and then they know when to go and that's kind of like lady Faye, and then some people i guess i think he was smitten i, I yeah I think he definitely he was, was smitten right away definitely i was. think he I don't, was hard I, as a rock i think i think she could have been i don't think the coke helped she could have <laughs> <laughs> she could have gone off and been nothing and he still would have wanted her yeah I think. and that's this is i mean he very, wanted her when she became nothing and this is very yeah. like forrest gump vibes right here it's like this is the jenny forrest type of thing it's like yeah she will constantly go and do what she, whatever she wants to, and she'll even talk about other guys in front of him, like like how she wants to get it on with Jack, and you know it's like, yeah, she's definitely good. She's like, I'd fuck him and crap, yeah. like, and he won't care. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me bring it back a little bit. So Jane Thornton, she actually did not die at this party, but she was passed out, and then they had to drive her and make it look. I think they try to make it look like an overdose or whatever, or she actually did overdose or something like that. But she was, uh, they, they used the diversion of the elephant to get her out of the, mm -hmm. out of the party. Yep. Oh, so, didn't they say she died? She was like, dead. I thought she was, I think she might've been. I don't well, know. then they like split her wrist. Yeah. I think they tried to they make it seem that as though it was a suicide. She loved Jack. Jack or yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. So they devised a plan to take her through the lobby under the diversion of the All elephant, piss. which by her condition allows Nellie to get the part she was supposed to play. Doubt she'll be able to work tomorrow. What's her fucking problem? Uh, no. She's in the bar scene at Maid's off. Yeah. Jane Thornton, that's her. Bar shoots tomorrow, doesn't it? Yes. Who the fuck invited her? Um. I did. You blunt motherfucker piece of shit. That was a fucking so she shows up the next day and all that, but you're welcome, Nelly. Uh, exactly. Miss Cozy. So people are banging and getting bottles stuffed up their ass and all this through this. <laughs> all the things. And there's no white fucking assholes. <laughs> One of the ending shots of the whole party scene, you got the elephant in the corner and then there's like this chick, her stomach is huge. Like she's about ready to pop a baby out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? On the right, right? in yes. the silver. Yeah. yeah. 
If you look closely, it was the elephant trunk was inside her. Mm. Oh. Did not. I must have missed that. <laughs> Manny tries hard to get where he is. Again, this is kind of going back to what I was saying about the... He wants to move up, do something in film, but he seems to be met with a lot of challenges. Something is always stopping him while he watches life happen for others, such as Nelly, how everything just falls into her lap. She's like a shooting star where he has to stay in constant orbit around others. But like he makes do with what he has. It's like he knows how to problem solve. It's like some of the positions that people put him in throughout this. It's like, hey, go get the extras in line. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> Or like homeless drunk guys. Yeah. And that one that took like the the flag through the chest. Right. He just ran right into it. <laughs> I mean, he's a problem solver. He, that's why he makes the perfect. That's uh, why he gets, you know, climbs the ladder he does. Yeah. Too. He carries what seems, and this was one of my funny, but like I, it fooled me too. But so he carries what seems like drunk Conrad home. And then at the steps leading up to Jack's house, mansion, whatever you want to call it, he just breaks out of it. <laughs> he's, uh, he snaps out. He's yeah. thanks you know, for the ride, kid. Yeah. <laughs> you see this huge immaculate house that Jack seems to take everything for granted, but he's smart. He has charm. He has perspective. It's just like the little things that, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm just throwing my clothes around. It's just like, I live here, whatever, you know, someone else will clean up. Yes. But I don't think that's, I don't know if I want to call that a flaw of his. Say like, I don't want to say he takes everything for granted because I think he had the most heart, some of the most heart in this, but it wasn't, ah, we'll get into this. He was this. caught up in the machine. Yes. I also, I mean, when you come home drunk, which, I mean, he still was drunk, whether he was playing it off a little bit or not. I Who doesn't get home point. and just starts throwing shit around when you're drunk and be like, oh, I'm just ready for bed. Throw this over here. Throw this. Why over. are you looking at my place here? <laughs> <laughs> how many times are you drunk down here? I do like how he says Bauhaus. It's like Bauhaus. <laughs> That's one of the <laughs> original goth like musicians, what? if you want to call it. Mm. Oh, Bauhaus. Oh, so, do Bauhaus. Bauhaus. <laughs> I think, and, and again, right, Brad Pitt's, Jack's, was some of my favorite speeches. I think he had some of the most deepest lines that kind of like, I, it felt me, or I felt he had hearts. Yes. You know what we got to do? We got to redefine the form. The man who puts gasoline in your tank goes to the movies. Why? 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 Because he feels less alone there. Don't we owe him more than the same old shit? You the guys in Europe with the 12 tone. You got Bauhaus architects. You're fucking Bauhaus, you know? And we're still doing costume pictures. It's the dinosaurs, kid. It's the one who go to Beverly Hills for meatballs and mint juleps to reminisce about the old days when they can't see. There's so much more to be done. We've got to innovate. We've got to inspire. We've got to dream beyond these pesky shells of flesh and bone. Map those dreams onto celluloid and print them into history. Turn today into tomorrow so that tomorrow's lonely man may look up at that flickering screen and say for the very first time, Eureka, I am not alone. So that whole speech was another genius speech. It's not about staying relevant. It's about actually offering something of substance to push the medium forward. He wants to be a trailblazer for the people who come after. So he's pretty much talking about, we got to do something else. We got to pretty much enliven it. You know, he has a speech and he's standing on this little table. And this was kind of like the, I don't want to say it's a continuity issue, but he fell backwards off the thing. Mm -hmm. Like he cracked his head or something. 
And then he falls forward into the pool. <laughs> he, Manny runs down and like he looks like a dead body in uh-huh. the pool. And then he just like whips out of it again. He's like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> and I'm going to bed. Still drunk. Still drunk. Yes. So he's got that drunk magic where you, you're invincible. Not just, I don't know if you want to say drunk, but the cocaine and all this. All and he's like, Yeah, yeah. It's all. like you don't feel the pain. You don't feel any of this. Like you're just, okay, dude. He'll, and, w- he'll wake up tomorrow and. Well, it's like only a few hours because I think he had a. This was the next morning. This he was had to be the in, next morning, on yeah. set mm-hmm. at like what, eight or so? But it was already daylight at this time. The party. So I'm assuming it's around four or five o'clock, six o'clock, maybe. I don't know how it is over there, Hollywood. Times so always sunny. That's that's why they. Well, that's that's why they're in Hollywood. It's the most magical place in, in La La Land. Yes, which is another movie. <laughs> All but sun, no rain. This is a thirty minute in, and we finally Sing get the title credit. The yeah, yeah, that was surprising. It was like it's surprising oh, that hey. both movies that did that are the th- what three of us have reviewed that one. True, because Departed did it. As Still well. talk. Spoiler. You weren't to say the name. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And to my surprise, with Nelly. I thought like the way that she's dressed and all this, she probably just picked out her best thing that she had. And mm-hmm. that style doesn't look or doesn't seem like a style that was popular back then. It's like Mm-mm. it doesn't fit the scene, but it looks good on her. So I'm going to allow it. Mm-hmm. I'll mm. allow it. She lives in this like piece of shit. Like I can almost imagine she would. And very confused. Is buffering. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, OK, I'd almost would imagine that she lived in a place like this. The way that she was kind of was it her aunt or her you know, mother, her mom or whatever saying like, you know. She was oh, screaming at the star, at the sky, you know, as Manny and her were falling outside the the party that that next morning, you know, saying that, that she would never mount to anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, if they could see me now! All the cunts in Lafayette call me the ugliest mutt in the neighborhood. Well, let them see me now. It sounds as though she might have had a hard life, and I don't think she. It's hard. Was spoon fed everything. No but like, way. When she I mean, wakes up the next morning and there's just like she's clothes. She's from Jersey. And, yeah. There's clothes and everything everywhere. Oh. It just looks like a shithole. Yeah. She Walks. dirty. She dirty girl. She dirty girl. Have you been to Jersey? Place sucks. Whole place is dirty. It smells dirty. I have a little note I wanted to about like movies and time. So I feel like this is like movies as people, as humans, as bipedals. I don't know. <laughs> Should have stopped with you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> movies, I feel like, are supposed to be impossible. It's like we've created so much for ourselves that we're able to put resources and, and things together. It's like we've learned to control time with movies. So humans and the like, they have always been storytellers since the invention of speech. But stories is merely a transfer of information. What movies do is to bring the 2D story and give it time. Humans have learned to control time in a sense that that it is quite literally magic. Movie magic. From the actors, the writers, the directors, to even the spectators. We all seem to have somewhat of a sense of control on the on the matter. Like, we can watch a movie, we can stop it here and there. It's like reading a book is something else. But watching a movie, having it play, this is, I don't know, the beauty of it. I feel like that's more of the magic of it. I, I don't know why, but when you say that, I, I picture, like, Bible stories. And when they did movies based on Bible stories, like parting the Red Sea and all that... You're right, because all of a sudden it took that to a new level. Right. It was like, oh, this has been transcendent for thousands of years, these stories, but now we bring it to the big screen. It seems like you can bring in a lot more people. A lot of the ideas stay the same, but it's the tools that change. And so when we adapt with those, it's like we can make more for it. So we can re-engineer same experiences and make it seem brand new again. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. (laughs) 
John's in. Like when you do Hamlet and then you just make the Lion King. Yes. That's same the story, thing. just different, different, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. There is a. Is that what you mean? Ghost. What? <laughs> Fuck you. This Whoa! is pretty much like. <laughs> I, I was also kind of thinking with how fast paced it is. I'm that like, is this is just like the movie we just reviewed, Romeo and Juliet. How did he like this but hate Romeo and Juliet? Romeo and Juliet sucks. It was awesome. <laughs> Critics. Are I don't even of, remember what I gave it, but I'm giving it a two. <laughs> don't do that. It's going down. He's had more time to think. So Lady Faye, she's in her room. She's, you know, the girl, sweet 16 and never, well, maybe once or twice. It's kind of like the new song she's writing, but it sounds as though it's getting a little sexy. So mm. some customer, almost looks like George, but I think it's a different actor, is throwing a fit at her dad's clothing store. And she seems to disarm the whole situation with her presence. I like how she passes behind the cloth. You know, it's kind of like a, a veil, like a screen, a movie screen. Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? Nope. Come Preach. on. Give it to me. Preach. <laughs> kind of how Nellie and Manny were saying earlier that the movie can conjure such emotions when they were in that little room together. It's like this, you know, it's all about emotions. Like you can emote something from it. It's like we're giving somebody stories so they can feel and Liven and all this. If you could go anywhere in the whole world, where would you go? I don't know. Um, I always wanted to go on a movie set. Yeah? Yeah, movie set. Tell me why. I just uh, want to be part of something bigger, I guess. Um, bigger than what? Bigger than this. Uh, I don't know, bigger than my life, bigger than scooping elephant shit. Bigger, better, uh, important. Something important. To be part, part of something important, something that lasts, that means something. I love that answer. Yeah, I want to go in a movie I want to set make too. Movies, yeah. I guess, or at least I want to be there, work there, yeah. uh, learn there. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I just love what, love watching movies. You know, like I uh, love watching sit movies there too. and you're watching the movie and you can and you, you escape. Watch. You have to be in your own shitty exactly. fucking life. You exactly. Can, you can be in their life. Or wherever. Or wherever. You can be in the you fucking world. Anywhere. You can be the fucking space. You can be like a. a Gangster, yeah. I don't know. And people dance in movies, and people die in movies, and they're not really dead. It's fucking amazing. They're not really dead. Like, literally, kill me. And, and nothing happened, for real. But, but at the same time, it's, it's something even more important than life. You can feel it. Like, uh, I, I don't know, movies are sad sometimes. Movies are fucking happy. They make you feel something. Yeah. One day, uh. you and me, we're gonna be on a movie set. So Jack wakes Manny as he is fresh rested and ready to go film that morning and i you said something earlier during your rating mm-hmm. i think the word that definitely best describes nelly is chaos chaos yeah manic uh neurotic ice she's, nipples yes well she, <laughs> she stole does that. not use ice on her nipples she stole that <laughs> that was a gene harlow from back i love that day. whole yes. scene like after the icing of the nipples and and then they go and show all the movie and filmed like just each little four by four. Oh, yeah, cute. those little seven lots or whatever yeah. that they're just circling around. Yeah. But it's like something like that, as an actor today, I feel like it would be hard, but also they're, they're all silent, you know? Yeah, so, that was what was the big difference is like, right. uh, it could be chaos in the background. People are yelling. <laughs> no one <laughs> knows. JP, what's his name? The the assistant, he's like, she's like, and you're fired. Get the fuck off my set. <laughs> Get the fuck off my set. How's that for camera? Much better. Jesus Christ! Somebody gonna fix her face. Get her out of here! Fuck's sake, do you not know how to do makeup? You, what's your name? Tim. Tim, you're fired. What? You heard her get the fuck off this set! Which is why, I mean, it, it was great that they showed that for us to later get the scene of 
the chaos of them trying to oh, get yes. the one scene. Oh, yes. Now we have sound. <sighs> Everyone, shut the fuck up so we can get this scene. I'm trying to watch and the clapboard. we've been there. Yes. <laughs> I think the most I've ever written on a clapboard is like take 19 or something like that. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, like, dude. come on. Especially those days like an unemployed that apartment day where it was like nine hours oh yeah 100 degrees out we couldn't like turn the air conditioner on like that would, dog yeah, shit in this smelled like shit what, what you just said yes and, uh, <laughs> and they had just a small box that they had to be under for the sound to be heard yeah right so way worse than we have it now she's like can you move the the microphone it's like well it's gonna be at 30 minutes because i gotta rewire everything and yeah. shift it and, and he's like i hear this humming or something it's like her she had like surgery yeah. in her foot or something. Like a screw or something. <laughs> yeah. Who's wearing a watch? <laughs> <laughs> so the chaos when Nelly arrives on her first day, again, the seven projects or whatever going on all at once. I, I there was supposed to be tits in this one. And then she shows up and fuck, what's her name? The director chick. Uh, oh, I don't know. She's like, scratch it. No tits. Yeah. Cause she didn't have tits. It's like, we don't, we're not doing the tits. Yeah. <laughs> this chick's got no tits. I mean, we still would have accepted it. True. Who the fuck is this? I asked for the girl with the tits. This is who they found. What happened to the tits part? She did. Just go. Just go. Get a man up. Max? Yes? Just uh, shoot the man or something. No tits? No tits. All right, no tits, everybody. We're shooting the man. Too much of high standards. Well, she then. did do a tit, but <laughs> if you want to call that. So she Jackie did both tits and Wolf of Wall Street. Yes. They are yeah. seven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie and Manny arrive probably fashionably late. I assume the pancake and syrup talk was kind of ad-libbed. Eleanor? It's like, do you warm up the syrup or do oh, you just add it? I let the pancakes warm syrup. I wrote that as a note. Good on you. I do not warm up my syrup. Oh, you oh, the pancakes warm up your syrup. Yes. Got it. Another thing that I really liked about now, unless it's from the fridge. Sometimes they put it in the fridge. I like put it on top. put it in the fridge. I put it like next to my stove. I put it on top of the fridge. That way the fridge yeah, always keeps too. it warm-ish. Yeah, that works too. But I don't ever microwave syrup. All right. All right. I just put it on my hot pancakes. I'm not a pancake guy. So. Also that, I'm not really a pancake guy. But if we're talking about like French toast or a waffle, it's what about still a crepe? the same. Too much crepe? bread. Too much bread. My dad eats Waffles. Crepes. Too much, bread. French Too much bread. Too much bread. That's a pancake without much I, of the bread. No, I just, I can't do any of those, just nothing but carbs breakfast. I love it. It's Me too. too much. Especially I, it at 2.30 in the morning at Denny's three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so a line that Jack says, all art aspires to music. I fucking love this line because it, it kind of goes back to, it. We, we see this time and time again, which you listeners will hear during this. We're going to play it adagio. For the music, the poetry, all art aspires to music. I like it. Yeah. Manny got tasked out to handle the extras, revolting. They're like, yeah, let's just get the Mexican. Or, did he say Mexican, dude? I forget. But he's Spaniard, whatever. I think so. Get the Mexican. At that vantage of Jack and the German director chat, I, I love the whole background, the, the chaos that's happening behind them. Mm -hmm. Everybody is chasing Manny. And then Manny <laughs> finds like an extra on a horse with a gun. It's a prop gun. It's supposed to be a prop gun, right? But I don't know if the extras know this, and plus they're probably all inebriated. Yeah. So he steals the the gun and the horse, and he's chasing everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like a Scooby Doo thing. It's, it's like so funny. And then everybody's running. So yeah. much chaos. So I fun. love it. Put the kid on. The kid. Yeah, the kid, the Mexican I brought. He's great. What's your name? Uh, me? 
Manuel. Right, Manuel. Manuel's great. Put Manuel on it. You have experience with strikes? Um, yes. Okay, good. Well, these are all junkies from Skid Row, so they're pretty violent. That's the cocksucker they said to screw us. Gentlemen, I believe you all agreed to a day's work. And I believe I agreed to ram this knife up the asshole of the first bell that they sent over. Yeah! It must have been so much fun doing it back in the day. Right. But not Probably just that. so shitty, but so fun. Like, shitty fun. But Jack, Brad Pitt, looks over his shoulder and he's like, Oh, man, he's great. You know? <laughs> he's, <laughs> Brad Pitt was <laughs> yeah. phenomenal in this. Get back to work! I thought my only b- gripe with Brad was that I felt he could have been more cocky. Yeah. More cocky. For how <laughs> for how the character in the beginning I would say so because I should be portrayed I guess. He's a womanizer who thinks he's the shit. I felt like he should have been more cocky. I don't know. I felt he was more humble. He's struggling between the cocky and the heart. Maybe he is. Maybe I feel like that point is because he is taking Manny under his wing, not necessarily having him aspire to be a a, a well actor, but at least in the business. Because I feel when he looks at Manny, he sees himself like he was this young, bright eyed, came into the business, and then the industry kind of like hardened him up and Mm -hmm. and rounded him out, made him who he is. Mm -hmm. So it's like he sees that and he wants to. Inspire, yeah, ish. Help him, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so mentor. Yes, that's mentor. the word. That's the word. There it is, John. <laughs> Ten points to Gryffindor. I'm Slytherin. Oh well, we'll talk about this here. <laughs> it appears these clashes on set are as real as one can get because it seems like they're treating people off the camera. It's like if you're treating them off the camera, then they're hurt. They're dying, and we do see that they're dying. They're pouring bottles of alcohol on the gashes and stuff. There's no concern for safety in this. No. It's like those walls would be flipping out. It's also weird to think that the orchestras had to be on set of the film, too. It's like they're right there by the side and they have to have everything on on cue as well. Mm -hmm. It seems harsh to have even more people needing to know the cues or at least try to perform. It's like, can't you record two things and like put them together? It's like the way that they did things way back in the day. A lot of us would not know what it took. It's like we, we have an idea, but it was a lot harder. No, yeah. I mean, like I said, it looks like shitty fun, but I'm sure everyone there is like, this sucks. Right. But to me, as an outsider, I'm like, this looks like a lot of fun. It does. <laughs> it's, it's again, it's the chaos. And I, I enjoyed that part of it. It's the relevant theme thus far. Starting from the glamour of the party and it's chaos on the set of the Hollywood pictures and how so much chaos. anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Mm-hmm. And it is. Yeah. The final picture will always drive others to to take the risk for it. It's like, some people will put their lives on the line just for like, like wrestling and all that. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's for the fans. We're doing it for this. It's a, it's a means of entertainment. I did some stupid shit for our backyard wrestling. Dude, I was literally just no thinking that saw. as my, I have to lay down a little bit because my back is killing me <laughs> this week. My neck, I couldn't move on Monday. I'm the oldest person this week. So Jack takes a phone call and this spear kind of, <laughs> like, where, where did the spear come from? <laughs> it's right above his But head, he dude. wasn't mad about the spear. He was mad that it wasn't aged. He's like, you got to get some more age on this. It's like, what did I tell you guys? Well, this role requires real range. A range, I just don't see it. He starts, excuse me. Trump needs better range, God damn it. We talked about this. Sorry, what? No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, Nelly had a makeup overload, so she sent back and... <laughs> Gets thrown at it again and kills it. Totally off script, although I'm sure she never saw a script in the three hours that she had to prepare for this. Well, I guess asleep, I should say. I'm sure her peanuts she had is helping her out, too, from the the count. So there's always that one guy on the, you know, who has, like, the drugs and stuff. And 
that is the count in this situation. Mm-hmm. Not on our sets. We don't have any guys with drugs and stuff on that's our sets. Disappointing. But nope. That, you know how much that's going to cost for budget and shit? We don't budget for that. Yeah, isn't that don't weird budget. to think that like drugs were just the all over the place? Right. It's like you need to get up, get out of, you know, calm your nerves. Here, yeah. take this. You need an upper? All right, here's an upper. Oh, a downer. too much uppers. Let's get you a downer. Yeah, take two downers. Like that movie Flight or whatever with Denzel, how he gets drunk. And so John Goodman gives him coke. Oh, to perk him up for yeah. this hearing that he has, but it's like, ah, oh, it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack says, hasta la vista, motherfucker. Wonder where that was from. What about, frankly, Scarlet, you're a cunt? <laughs> That's my favorite line in the whole movie. <laughs> Type it. <laughs> Manny was sent to do the real work, which is retrieve a camera, but has been over an hour later. And then he doesn't know which camera. Like, which camera is it? Is it a 70, whatever? I forget. Yeah, I forget oh, which it ones was, it is. Yeah. Too. It's like they're always, they're already losing sunlight. Like, God, and the dude, Jacked a car, oh, an ambulance, I should say too. It's like, who's going to pay for this? Is is the is is Hollywood covering <laughs> theft now? Like, uh, who knows? It's it's chaos. The cry scene. Chaos. This was a weird scene. It's like it was. the way that she was able to control her tears and stuff. Yeah, it does say a lot about her character. Well, guy number three had a boner. True. Just tuck it. Man number three, I can see your erection. All right, tuck it. Just tuck it up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> tuck it up. Tuck it up. <laughs> Oh, so a bit of the waterworks and then just boom back out of character. It's like, I love how like, she, that's a good actress. Yes. I could never do that. I don't, she can actually cry on like real. Like right. that's oh, real. I believe it. I, she's like, I just think of sad things as cliche as it sounds <laughs> way off subject. But I was watching the morning show with Jennifer Aniston the other night and she's the way how actresses can just turn on crying. She just, she just turned it on and I'm like, do it. How? How it kind of makes you wonder, though. Do this, and if you care, at least it's like, was that a real orgasm or? <laughs> well, I don't think the real orgasms in movies. The crime My movies is... there are. So, the other actor, Constance Moore, chick. She's kind of like she looks a lot like Margot Robbie, especially when well, maybe not in this film, but in actual life. Does she? I think so. I don't think so. Constance Moore. There's some. She's got a few twins, Margot Robbie. Like some people say Jamie King Jamie, or Jamie yeah, Presley. Jamie King, I can see. Jillian Jacobs, Faith Ford, Emma Mackey. No. Well, <laughs> well. Some, I was watching an interview because, I, yeah, I was watching an interview and somebody had like a half hour conversation with her and thought she was Margot Robbie. So, but she's British and Margot Robbie is Australian. Australian. In it. They're both hot, but Margot's way hotter. Yes. Margot is the top of that that list of actresses you just said. Not only in looks, but talent-wise, yes. too. I mean, Emma is getting there, but she's, yeah, I don't know. I really enjoy her in Sex Education on Netflix. But, and she was good in... Oh, uh, now I know who you're talking about. Once you said Sex yeah. Education, and everyone did And she was just in... Because uh, yeah. I even community? thought it was Margot at what first. The fuck? Well, she was in Barbie, but she was in also something else I just watched, too. But I don't remember what it was. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Manny gets to see the behind the scenes here. He gets to bring it up in 10 minutes when I find out. (laughs) He gets to see how these stars really are. A bit of disappointment seeing Jack come out of piss face, taking forever to journey up that hill. (laughs) There's a whole line of people just like kind of sort of pushing him before (laughs) the sun is kind of finally dropping. It's like if Manny didn't get that camera in the time that he has... They would not have that perfect shot without butter. <laughs> Brad Pitt. It all worked out. Did you see the, the butterfly? butterfly? Yeah. You see the butterfly? <laughs> yes! You see the butterfly? That's the butterfly. 
Also, it was Death and the Nile that Emma was in. Yes, I haven't seen that one. That looked good. It's good. I enjoy those that whole trilogy of films so far. I think the way that both Jack and Nelly can turn it on for the film in this, as the yeah. actors doing this, because they are sort of paralleling in this scene, in this sense, as like the it's. Mm -hmm. I don't, like, I've watched quite a few older movies. No one was good actors. Clark yeah. Cable. The tryhards. Bella Lugosi. Uh, like Shirley <laughs> Temple. Shirley Temple. That she poor, was forced. That poor kid. I know, right? She had to. I don't think she looks like Margot Robbie. From she, here, she does. Oh my God, she looks exactly <laughs> like Margot Robbie, Robbie in that picture. <laughs> I'm, yeah. not, I'm, not I'm convinced you actually pulled up a picture of Margot Robbie. <laughs> no. She's the one having sex with the ice sculpture. We're all very fond of that her. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> about our new discovery, Nellie Leroy. Is she here tonight? Can you point her out to me? Uh, yeah, she's the one having sex with the ice sculpture. We're all very fond of her. <laughs> so their coverage on the actress that died, supposedly she slit her wrist. I'm convinced you pulled <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Nellie Leroy, she's like, blah, 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 whatever. She was stroking that unicorn. I thought it was a penis at first, and I actually had to rewind it and be like, like oh, that's, oh, oh, it's okay. a unicorn yes. ice sculpture. We did see the midget Jesus. with a penis. Yeah, but, I mean, there was lots of penises. This is true. There, There's yeah, lots of tits, No too. lack of nudity in this one. Right. Oh, and that was true. The, that was the more, uh, what do you want to say, classier scene, though. Yeah. That one. Yeah. <laughs> so an hour in, we come into the I next like year. Guy, the executive. I can't think of his name. Ruth, uh, shit. He's in a couple things. I enjoy. He's just like that guy in films. You know what I mean? Yes. You like see him? Oh yeah, that guy. An hour in, we get come to the next year. It's 1927. Nelly has now become a star. Manny has increased his experience, and Jack has still kept his fame and status. You think people want that sound in their movies? Diarrhea. Oh, you should come by the Warner's lot. I haven't seen you there in a while. Yeah. Jolson sound picture's real good. Sound picture? Yeah. Like Don Juan? No, 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 no. Singing, talking pictures. Like you there. Not like the shorts. Really? Oh, yeah. It's wild. We did a screening on the lot last week. People went nuts. You, uh, think people want that, though? Sound in their movies? Yeah, why wouldn't they? Dude, that was so bizarre and unexpected right there. That right. they just threw in that, that diarrhea <laughs> sound. I honestly thought there was a mess up or something. I don't know. I was, was like, I thought, did I do that? He's talking like, to that, that come out of me? <laughs> the guy's talking to the Jack in the bathroom. And he's like, you think people want sound in the movies? And then, <laughs> yeah, and then they play a sound effect. Because they're in the bathroom, yes. right? Like you yeah. said. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it was it's, unexpected. It's, so it's it's a nice touch. Manny stayed as Jack's personal assistant throughout this last year. That's Able. something that like you and Jeremy would keep in a film because you two thought it was funny, <laughs> and then like you know what I mean. Like, Everyone else would be like, "What? What was, was that?" that? <laughs> but it made you guys laugh, so that's all that matters. Manny is able to fly to other places to kind of report back. Ends up running into Nelly at one of her projects. Again, I can't really help but feeling like the Forrest Gump type of thing. So she's going so far. She's going out of her way. She's probably getting more experience elsewhere. Yeah. Seems to kind of keep 
Manny at a distance while she confesses to the people she would fuck, you know, like Jack, the mm -hmm. guy he works for. If Manny was not there to vouch for the her the first day of the party, she may not have had this chance thus far. No way. Anytime she is right there so close to him about to kiss or embrace, like at the dance, uh, you know, any sort of moment of intimacy, she darts away. She's a, a wild child. She's like this little fire starter. It's like she's so close, but then she just runs into – I think this is the part where she goes to see her mom. She's – I mean she she loves him, but she doesn't lust him. Yes. That's all it is, but she knows she loves him and wants He's to friend keep him around. So I feel like – yeah – I mean, like, definitely, like, just friend-zoned for sure. But it's like, she's the type of person is like, she's she's an in-the-moment type of person. It's like, you're not there yet. Mm -hmm. You know, wait until I try everything else and then I'll... Plus, I mean, right now she's looking for opportunities. How am I going to get further in my career? And Manny's not going to... Right. This, where she kind of becomes vulnerable in the car and, like, speaking with him. I held on to this pretty much throughout the rest of the movie where she's talking about the ice cream. I hate when people put fucking toppings on ice cream. Doesn't need it. Just messes up a good thing, you know what I mean? I hate that. I've never done nothing except disappoint people my whole life. Teachers told me I was no good. Boys told me I was no good. Every fucking casting director in the city told me I was too short or I was too fat. Usually I was too fat. Fucked up with me, Manny. They really fucked up with me because I make him squirm. And I like making him squirm. Let him know that I got here on my terms, not theirs. And I'm like, bitch, like, look at yourself. Like, yeah. she says, I hate when people put toppings on ice cream because it, it doesn't need it. it. It messes up a good thing. She says it to the guy who warms syrup before putting it on pancakes. It's like, what does she mean by that? It's like, lines like these aren't talking about just one thing to me. I think... It's for her, it's the hypocrisy. Someone who uses drugs, cocaine, pills, all this. It's the toppings on her own life. It's like you have a good thing, but you're fucking things up. You know, you have people who appreciate you, but you're fucking things up. I used to go to Dairy Queen and get a nuts and sprinkles ice cream cone all the time. Sometimes it needs it. Sometimes it needs Like a cone full of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Put your nuts in a cup for me, baby. <laughs> Ayo. A nut cup. <laughs> so she wants people to know that she got there on her own terms. There was that diarrhea. <laughs> but yeah, no, she says that she got there on her own terms. She enjoys making mm -hmm. them squirm. Mm -hmm. But like, why all the rejections of her in the business? What? Yeah. I'm kind of trying to work that one. It's like, why did I write that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. As long as we're all on the same page. Maybe because it can seem as a problem, trouble. Like people didn't want her. You know, they're like... Yeah, she's becoming pornographic in a sense to this. You know, it's like, especially for like back then. Yeah, it, that's something that people didn't see, at least not in the main right areas, not in their silent films. It's like you had your burlesque shows yeah. and stuff, and that was a whole other thing. Those mm -hmm. people are like no names. Separate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she's yeah, free spirits. They bring an air of chaos. Yeah. She's troubled. She visits her family who might have scolded her. Her whole life and he comes from a family who had nothing but maybe a family ethic yet because he has glossy eyes for the pictures he might feel different or not wanting to disappoint and so even though he's 30 minutes from his family he never visits he's troubled by not wanting to be a burden in his life it's like i don't know his family's right there he has all the support or at least i assume that they probably wanted him to do something else not in the pictures yeah but 
That's where his love was. So if he goes back, to, does he feel like he's going to be met with shame? Whereas Probably. He, she has family across the way that's longer, and she actually visits them. But she gets the flack back, or at least nothing, a stone wall from her mom, which I don't know what all happened with that. I assume it's something to do with like her dad probably drove her crazy. Maybe it's something that's hereditary that it's like it shows almost why she's a little unhinged. I mean, her mom is obviously medicated. Right. It's in the family. So all this on his mind as he visits the end of the Warner's theater world premiere without really watching the film. Like he walks in and he's just like looking down and he's kind of like just looks at the audience and sees that, wow, this is actually going to be something. The Tatakis are definitely going to be uh, booming. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening, people. He doesn't even have to question it. He's like, yeah, let's do this. Pull the plug. Let's do it. So the next year, 1928. Scene 17. Take one. Mark. They have a private studio, soundproof walls. This is that scene. The fucking uh, fantastic fully, scene. One of the best scenes in the movie. It, agreed. Fully furnished sets, much more control over the whole creation, which if you don't have control over sound when making a mu- movie, a movie, a movie, it's going to be rough. If, yeah. you, if, if I'm watching something and I can't even understand what I'm hearing or something like that, which I give praise to people who are deaf, who can take out the whole thing. It's like, oh, well, good for you. Music aspires art. I mean, I can't tell you how many movies I've watched where the vocals just and the people go up and down from scene to scene. Yeah. And the lighting, too. It's like you're filming one thing, like Unemployed, where we filmed the same scene or whatever, and it looks like two different days because it was. Yeah. Yeah. Or the the clown movie you guys were in. (laughs) Yeah. You can tell when it was sunny out at times and when it was night at times. With the tent. Yeah, that's what sucks about filming. It's intent, unfortunate. But. It takes. I mean, but you do what you can. We also at don't this have the level. The, right. Like the it's not. Yeah, those it's not bigger like you, you have a budget. Have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like every little thing, you got the staging of the. Sometimes actors. it's the theater. Like I was saying earlier, like theater four and AMC is mm. the quieter one. But yeah, you got the staging of the actors, the staging of actors in relation to the props and equipment, the staging of the actors in relation to the props and equipment, and the constant marks that are need to be hit. Like just trying to make it come off as natural as possible. But it's like. You want me to draw I, you marks with some chalk or whatever? He's saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, fuck, man! Like again, he stole pretty much everything he had lines in. Both of those two. Ruth's, yeah. Ruth's assistant is pretty much his title. Well, hello, Colin. Motherfucker! All right, everybody, eyes on me. Any other faggots? Or you could fucking direct her to hit her fucking mark. Why is it so fucking hard? Oh, you're right. I didn't realize we were making Ben her. Wherever the fuck those little feet of hers want to go. Okay, okay. Calm down. Calm down. Hey, no. I dare you. I fucking dare you. Get off the set. Motherfucking shit, cocksucking. What the fuck? What the fuck happened now? I'm hearing a high-pitched noise. Yeah, it's her voice. Do you hear that? I'm telling you, I can't stay in there that long. It's a fucking hot box. Get it, Bill. Nobody is comfortable in it. Quiet! What is that fucking sound? We gotta move this along. Ready to go again? You, know hey, you want me to use this chalk? I can make the mark bigger for you. Okay, here, okay, fine. we're gonna go no, again. No, hey, 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 hey. Fucking Amber! Oh, God, get the fuck out Come on! Get the fuck out of here! Here we go. I'm gonna have a fucking heart attack in here. Get back in your fucking box, Bill. Shut up! Shut up! Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Now, if anyone stops this scene again, I will shit on you! I will shit in your mouth! I promise you! 
Unfucking professional. Tara and motherfucking sound. Hello, Collins. Who sneezed? Who the fuck sneezed? Kike knows I'm a whole piece of mongrel like shit. I see you. Oh, I see you right there, you little Shylock dick face. Wipe your nose again. Wipe your little hook nose, you menorah motherfucker. Now, does anyone else here need to sneeze? Huh? Does anyone else here need to fuck this scene in the ads? Camera and sound. Scene 17, take seven. Axel, you're alternating the pitch of your voice too much. I just, I just, I just, I listen to my fucking director, not the fucking sound guy. Who the fuck? Mr. Wallach, so happy you're joining us. Come on. So, of the movie itself, the sound design, the steps, the sound of the hard treated wood resonating from the heel of the designer shoes, the grip of the suitcase handles, like hearing all the, the buzzing of the lights and stuff like that. It's like, wow, like this is mastered really well. Like just a scene. I mean, they did it relatively throughout. And I love that about it because it's, it's raw. It's gritty. It's like, it provides the audience with texture. And mm -hmm. I, yeah, I think that was amazing. I mean, they, they really brought it to the forefront on this scene, really making you understand all the bull they're dealing with. How are we going to do this? This transition, yeah. yeah. So DP Bill, that was the guy I was talking about. Frederick Kohler is his name. BPT covered that actor in Lonnie's movie from BPT MR10, The Evil Within. He was the director of photography, the camera guy in this movie. Fucking, and I, I fucking called it too. I'm like, they finally got the shot. And I'm like, oh, the camera wasn't rolling, was it? The camera wasn't rolling. And then they open up the thing and the guy just falls out dead. I'm like, ah, oh shit. <laughs> that poor, how hot it was. Should have at least hot box. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, all that chaos kind of runs. You know, the higher-ups kind of come in. What was it? The the thorn birds? Whatever. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't know. The higher-ups. So they finally the got the perfect guys. scene. Some money to the big guy. Yeah. Back at Jack's party with his new fiance, Estelle. Manny is at yeah, his- He has like a new one every scene. It was awesome. Manny's at his usual. Nelly, too, trying to make out with Jack with his fiance on his arm. in person. Thank you. Mm -hmm. This is Estelle. His fiance. Fiance? Hey, I'm not actually gonna fuck him. Yes. Her dad pitching. I am not going to fuck him. <laughs> her dad's like pitching sandwich ideas or her dad her is face. A, <laughs> George, a funny character. That's an interesting character. George taking some sad lone time because women don't like him. Well, he's barking wah, up a lesbian wah. tree. Yeah. And he gets a toilet seat. And he's sad all his, the time. He's which, that, that was, that's interesting. It's like, how did he get his arm in the toilet seat? Uh, yeah, that's what I <laughs> But I feel like wondering. if he has that on like, for so long, fuck? he's just doing a, a chokehold for himself. Like, he should have passed out a while ago. It's like, he's cutting off the right. You feel like there. some circulation. And I don't, I don't know. So Lady Faye dances with Nelly in this. She goes out and mm. tries to pick. It's her her thing. She picks a chick from the crowd and dances with them and sucks her face. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. Even though it was dirty face, but I feel nice. like it seems like this might be the first sort of lesbianage, lesbianage, lesbianesque. Yes, experience that she might have had. Nelly, it's like I feel maybe. like she, oh maybe yeah. She took some sort of enjoyment with this, and that's mm. kind of caused her to run off like she was so giddy and like when she went to the bathroom yeah you know like she was laughing about it or whatever and like that's true <sighs> yeah i didn't she enjoyed it, it. i bet you yeah i bet you that was her it got her moist Live. moist <laughs> sound of music 
Yes. That word doesn't bother me. I, that's I, what I you're know. trying to do. Okay. It doesn't bother any of us. So listeners, let us know if you were. No, Lonnie hates the word pussy moist. Moist pussy. Pussy. So it was a Everybody just say pussy, and I'm going to clip this and send it to Lonnie. Pussy. 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 Okay. That's all I need. Something about Lady's phase. You fuck! Lady Faye's grace that makes it sexual, I think. It's like the way that, I like, I love her jawbone, too. It's like, what? She's so, Who says I don't know. I, I, what was I watching the other day? Damn, I don't know. I was watching something the other day. I'm this like, movie? damn, that guy's got a fantastic jawbone. <laughs> Jesus. Those, that's what really makes the movies. Look at Brad Pitt. Jaw, oh, man. I'm every Brad's scene is just, yeah. It's like the lighting curves around his jaw in every scene. It's like, wow, you're a fucking man. Yeah. You, you demand. <sighs> I'm so glad I have a jaw. I feel bad for those guys that you don't know, have jaws. It's <laughs> just like nothing. Huh. It's just like, like an you upper mouth. Grow a beard, bother. <laughs> Nellie overhears some insults from the guests for her future projects that might get canned, and how she's a filthy whore and her dad's an idiot. Which, watching her reaction to her dad macking on chicks, <laughs> why was she giving off such a stern look at him? Like, do you think that this also might be one of the things that kind of drove her mom to be in an yes. asylum? Yeah, I thought that a hundred percent. I, I wanted to maybe think that her dad also is I feel like she was going to try to protect the girl that he was macking on because maybe she might have been at the end of some of his. Yeah. Molestation. Mm, yeah. I could maybe. see that. But I don't know because it's like it's such a twisted relationship between them. Yeah. It's like he manages the things, but he was definitely uh, fucking over the mom. The mom went crazy. Yeah, it just feel like she was he probably, I mean, he was probably uh, telling the mom that she was crazy. No, I'm not cheating yeah. on you and constantly gaslighting yeah. her. and Made her kind of go psycho or whatever. Well, you need some drugs, lady. And then like it he's always on the prowl. And... Then she has to top it off by offering her dad to fight a snake. Ooh, which? Kind of like. Listen up, all you big dick Mr. Man. Who wants to see my dad fight a fucking snake? Fuck yeah! Hold on. Kind of like sprinkles on an ice cream. Is this too much? You have a good thing at this party. But go ahead. The snake. Yeah. <laughs> you just hit something though. That's why she's not hooking up with Manny. Because she doesn't want to hook up with... She doesn't want to be with a guy and stick with a guy. Because that guy's just going to screw her over in the end. So she can't give her love to another guy. Because she's seen what men are. Because of her dad? Because of her dad. Huh. You just made some... Motherfucker. Hmm. Oh, that's why she won't. Hmm. That was a click. Click. Hmm. All right, snake. So her dad passes out like, you know, hmm. she's like, you want to see my dad fight a motherfucking snake? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah, oh, let's do this. <laughs> fucking scene. <laughs> you want me to use my tea? <laughs> I know. I, 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 I seen a few other reviews of this movie where people are saying like, this scene didn't need to happen. I'm like, the fuck it did dude. it was so ridiculous dude but that's the chaos of this movie yeah. especially around her life it's like it seemed like this is literally what people were doing back in the right. day this is Fighting what people were in doing. the desert and shit yeah. I mean, they drive out past the into the las vegas or nevada whatever yes. desert or so Probably uh, my second pick her dad passes out and she screams Who's going to fight the snake? <laughs> Somebody better fight this fucking snake. <laughs> one of, that wasn't, one of my, my favorite part about that is one of the guys is like, oh, I'm allergic. Ah! <laughs> 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 
Well, no fucking shit, you're allergic well, to a rattlesnake. Well, I like when the chaos is going on, that one dude jumps in the other one's arms and he's carrying him away yeah. or whatever. <laughs> why did somebody get in a car, though? I mean, like, it, oh <laughs> it's Jack. Yeah. <laughs> and the dude is immortal. But <laughs> well, I know, didn't he? Sick. I thought he got shot, like, that one scene with his yes, ex. Yes, his ex kind of pointed yeah. a gun at him. And then shot. And then George, the George, I don't know yeah, what happened. I don't like, know what happened. But. He made a comment to George saying something like, save me from a gunshot. Like, did George do something? I don't know. Is she just know. a bad shot? Once, I mean, just once again, chaos. Just massive chaos. chaos. This is that's that's what I love about this movie. It's yeah. just the massive chaos. But at first, Jack is watching all this chaos kind of <laughs> perform in <laughs> yeah. front of him. Yeah, and yeah, I love how calm he is. He's just like checking it out. I think there might be two perspectives here too, because I felt like this as an actor myself, especially a stage actor. It's like I loved acting, but part of me missed something. It's like you know, I wanted to know what everybody thought about it. It's like, I didn't get to enjoy it. Like I had to perform and I wanted to sit with you guys and like, see what's going on. It's like either one where he doesn't have to perform and he can actually watch from a distance. It's like, he's always on, he's always like your star guy, but this is chaos. You know, there's this perspective that there's this stupidity, action, passion, anger, fear, all these conglomerate of emotions all at once, that realization that, this is the moment and it is real. It's like what he's been doing all his life is just trying to perfect fake. But this is real right here. Yeah. And it almost doesn't affect him. Yeah. But it's I mean, almost like, fake to him. He's captured so many manufactured moments, but this is not manufactured. This is fucking pure chaos. But I don't know. I like that. Yeah. I think it was that it was necessary, especially for him, because I think he appreciated something too. Or he probably just didn't care. Oh. Ridiculous. Nellie gets bit in the snake. I don't. She's holding the snake like in the middle. I'm like, that <laughs> snake head has so much movement. It's gonna bite your arm. It's so gonna bite anything. It just snack right onto her neck. See? You see that? Yeah. It's not fucking easy. You. <laughs> if she had YouTube in her life, she would have not grabbed it by the bot. Yes, she would have been a little smarter. You see all those snake handlers that we've seen. Yeah, every, we at this age, we all know you got to grab by the right by that head. Yeah. <laughs> but Lady Faye, she takes her sweet time and like cuts off the head. The way that she did the the slice, I'm like, you must have stopped right there and pulled it back because you would have hit her shoulder. We didn't see that far. And then she just starts sucking out the poison, the venom or whatever. Kind of. You know, it's like that would have probably coagulated, coagulated. It would. It's supposed coagulated. to harden. Yeah, coagulated. It, it's supposed to harden the blood or whatever. So yeah. Well, she's spitting hours. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if this is realistic. Is we'll, we'll plan. <laughs> we'll say it is. What? <laughs> Something in a movie wasn't realistic. <laughs> but yeah, she pours out the alcohol after she sucks out as much as venom as she was able to, and you know, it kind of like jerks Nelly up, and she ends up kissing Lady Faye there. It's kind of unfortunate. She's a lesbian. Really good at sucking. Yeah. Then she just passes out again. Yeah. Makes so, out with her and then passes out. So Jack Conrad, he fell off the balcony. He got hit by a car, probably <laughs> drunk so much that should have wrecked his liver long ago. But I don't know. Nothing Nothing seems to kill him. Some people have that that magic. I don't think I would. Manny, he's kind of been like the sponge from the beginning. He's trying to get the metaphoric elephant from one place to another. The trumpeteer, Sidney Palmer, tells him he thinks that he has the cameras pointed in the wrong direction and he sees the magic that is music videos. It's one thing to have musicals, but to notice the magic of music alone is another thing. Just how Jack said earlier, all art aspires to music. 
focus on that which causes aspiration. And that's what they were doing. It's like, well, they had the band on one side and they were just watching all this fuckery of like singing in the rain. Mm-hmm. You know, the man, he kind of ran with that idea. It's like, he was the one who was like, well, fuck, you're right. Like I'm looking at you over here and like, I'm captivated, but I'm looking over here and this is just a shit show. So it's like, turn the cameras around. And yeah, that was kind of his idea in this whole situation is he was the one who kind of made, started music videos. I do both. MTVs. I don't think that was the sound. That no, was that the, was more like guts. Do, 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 you have it, guts. <laughs> I was doing the news. MTV's news. Do, 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 do. I'm Kurt Loader. <laughs> Whatever. I don't. Do any what? of our listeners remember Kurt Loader? Yeah. Please tell us. <laughs> Cho probably does. So Manny makes it. He finally hits his potential directing, writing, coordinating, producing. It appears he makes the calls in a way. Oh my god, that was pretty good, actually. No. Hi, point. Sonia Soul. <laughs> what was her name? Uh, Sonia Soul. Oh, Sonia. Oh yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. I'm impressed now that I actually heard the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think we need to get that sound on your soundboard. The MTV oh, news. I'm sure. Sound. Are you ready for the? I I can replace that one. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> so it appears. Manny has made it. He's I still think it sounds like guts. <laughs> I'll do, 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 you have it. So Nelly, of course, trying to make her into a lady rather than a pornographic display the audience takes her for. So they're trying to reinvent her to make her something better and presentable because like part of him is holding on to her. I think most, oh, I guess mostly out of love. It's like, <sighs> I think he's, no, it doesn't show that yet. I think he's, uh, yeah, he wants to pull her back and reinvent her. So Manny has to make the decision to fire Lady Feiju, which sucks. And she takes it with grace, I think. It's like she knows this is the industry. She understands. And she's probably seen it time and time again. I know probably also because of her race mm-hmm. might be one thing too. Mm-hmm. So it th- they, don't, so. they don't push that. No, on this they don't scene. push any racism in yeah. this film. But especially, you knew it was happening. Especially since Manny, a Latin dude, is making that call. True. And I think Very that's true. one of the reasons that was probably optics. They had Manny do it probably to lighten the situation. Same as later on against uh, Sid. Sydney. Yeah. Later. Oh, Sydney. So George finally ends himself over some chick, which takes to Jack rather harshly. George was the first one to say that he had talent, as I said earlier. I feel like that's how I'd react if somebody called. I think so, too. Just silence and then yeah. thank you. Just like yeah. hang up. I mean, I wouldn't take it out on my fiance or two minutes later. Oh, yeah. That's, I feel yeah. like. Well, well, he I, mean, I guess I don't. My mom we'll texts me when people die. Well, when once you have a fiance, I will make sure to call you. you uh, I'm done with that. I think part of him because like no Death more rings fiance. for anyone. <laughs> How a lot of people see the actors, you know, the state, these TV actors or whatever. Unless I think it's a they cock ring. They also see the Broadway people <laughs> just as pretentious. You they do. Cock ring. What? <laughs> I like how I was saying something. Got, John got back onto the program. Yeah. I was like, I said something to derail you. You didn't get derailed. And then when I got back into it, you got derailed. My words fall out faster than my attention. I was more oh, speed of sound over yes. here. Is, it's probably the. Yeah. Could you imagine, guys, if you listened to this podcast, if we were still in silent films? <laughs> Jesus. Jeez. Actually, I have a question about... No, we'll get into it. <laughs> so Estelle, she's a Broadway actress who's constantly met with like so much glamour and respect. Is it just because it's Broadway? Yes. It's like, 
that name alone is just grants you the respect back then yes yes i think so too mm-hmm. it's just it, i feel again i've always thought it was pretentious i always see the people who try to aspire for something like that it's like you're just and i kind of get yeah. it like that's a, like a live performance like if you fuck up you can't reshoot it you know what i mean like right. in, but i in like movies. that about live performance you know stage acting yeah. and all that but i rather just do regular stage acting than broadway because it's just it's very is it contrived the right word if it's cats i'm out with buttholes cats with buttholes there we go lion king i'm in and jack he faces what the industry calls flops jack no lion king it's coming no more without jack it's probably gonna be super expensive but i feel like i gotta go but anyway (laughs) jack cockering he (laughs) has to deal with what they call (laughs) flops i mean Again, Broadway probably has like their little articles or something, but I think yes. by default, it's always met with praise. He has Usually, to face the negatives. So he knows it's human. It still touches people. It's, he His pictures are for everyone for a few dollars, whereas Broadway are typically for the elites, the people who actually have money. It's like you're just trying to drive people's pockets and they're like – it's kind of like cheese parties or whatever. It's like, oh, this is a – you know, Gouda from whatever age to whatever. It's like, shut the fuck up. I'm just going to take a piece, you know? <laughs> Give me that classic American. Big on. Pepper Jack. Is it on a sandwich? Are you okay? He was the first one to say I have talent. Saved my life. Who? It's not a little art, you know. I want you to know that. What I do means something to millions of people. My folks didn't have the money or the education to go to the theater, so they went to the vaudeville houses and then the Nickelodeons. And you know what? There's beauty there. What happens up on that screen means something. Maybe not to you in your ivory tower, but for real people on the ground, it means something. Jack, I... I have no idea what you're talking about. Of course you don't. Of course you don't. A hundred thousand people see you on Broadway and it's the smash of the century, right? Well, here it's a flop. A fucking flop. So do me a favor, darling. Save your subtext recommendations for your pretentious Eugene O'Neill, Henrik Ibsen jerk-offs that only a handful of rich geriatrics give two fucks about, and I'll do what I do without your help. So 1930 in the movie was, he was rehearsing has been made and seems to come off as meh. The director thinks it works, but Jack seems to have his doubts. Probably wishing George was still there because even asked the guy behind him. He's like, hey, yeah, yeah, that work. He's like, does it work? Did guy in the shadows? Does that work? Yeah, he knew right away. Right. This is yeah. kind of like a little transition that he's experienced. You do when you make something that's yeah. kind of, yeah. I, I know that. And I feel like because I am my worst critic or even if I had the hand of creating something like that, I'm like, fuck, I don't know. But I'm just proud that I made it this far. So let's just put it out there. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't. But no. a lot of people worked on things. So <sighs> I get it. You're always going to be your worst critic. Something you love and you're trying to give to others. Right. I'm the same way. I weird random fact. I brew beer, but I I am my worst critic. I am overthinking that motherfucker constantly. Tastes like shit. Um, Usually. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like, do you taste like, nutsack? But yeah, you give it to others and you're just like, God, I want him to love it. 
but I think it tastes like shit. But then you get people that are like, no, and it's like, is Don't it you great? Fuck with or me, are you man. fucking with me? Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. So Nellie has changed her appearance drastically here, pretty much coached by Eleanor St. John. You know, arriving at the party, this is where we get the great joke, which will run great here. Great joke. Actually, I got one. A bear and a rabbit are shitting in the woods one day. And the bear says to the rabbit, hey, do you ever have a problem with the shit sticking to your fur? And the rabbit finishes shitting. And he says, nope, I never do. Why? And the bear says, fan-fucking-tastic. And he grabs the rabbit behind the ears and... And it's Rand. Nice. Still so, funny. So uh, funny. Still funny. Nelly, especially because she propped it. She I don't used know. props. Yes. Yeah. It's so funny. Let's play it again. A bear and a rabbit are shitting in the woods one day, and the bear says to the rabbit, "Hey, do you ever have a problem with the shit sticking to your fur?" And the rabbit finishes shitting, and he says, "Nope, I never do. Why?" And the bear says, "Fan fucking tastic!" And he grabs the rabbit behind the ears and. <gasps> Fantastic. <laughs> so Nellie, Manny, and Sydney are mingling with this high class. It's evident none of them feel like they belong rubbing elbows with the Rothschilds. Sydney even especially. Even oh, as super awkward. Yeah. It's like he's just like sitting. somebody praised him. He's like, cool, thanks. Or like right. whatever. Like he's just like even talking to people at this party who were praising him. He right. felt awkward. It's like he's just waiting for somebody to ask if they can touch his hair. It's like, get the fuck <laughs> off me. Yeah. <laughs> Or put some chalk on his eyes. Yeah. So oh, even as sorry, pretentious as the work they do, which is cork. collaborate cork, on different cork. forms of art for movies, acting, producing, composing, it is the art that truly touches people, even though it is intended to evoke emotions. This sort of pretentious does not measure up to the upper class bougie kind that, that they're doing for parties. I can't stand the whole dog and pony show when it's for nothing, just for dog and pony shows. Mm -hmm. What's the purpose, though? It's like, what's the meaning? We're humans are weird, aren't we? Yes. And we feel like we need to show off like that. And like, yeah. even though the people on the other side know that we're just giving yes. them a show. It's status and influence, but it's like, what do you, nobody needs to be here though. This could just be a, uh, bring your, it's weird. We're so, humans are. And I think this is also kind of, cause I mean, George has recently died. Jack is, has always been a forward guy, but he's, he's tired of the bullshit though. And he's been met with it this entire career in his life. Like, I like how he's actually taking the time to look at the other people that's on set. He's lived most of his career being catered to. It's like, oh, love me. Oh, you're the best, whatever. But like, he's like looking at the the prop guys, the sound guys, you know, the other actors. Mm -hmm. He's like, this is what it's about. Like, it's everybody. Like, this is the art, though. So Jack arrives late to this, this back in the next scenes. But he arrives late to so many mixed messages as far as him holding up. He doesn't know if they're referring to the movie or to George. It seems as others can give a shit less about George. He cuts through the bullshit with an outburst. He's like, Hey, how you holding up? You too? Well, I guess the movie isn't a hit. So be it. Huh, I'm sure you get another chance. Why wouldn't I get another chance? No, it's just what I mean. Would someone kindly tell me what the fuck is going on? And then he just leaves. It's like, he's tired of this shit, you know? Mm -hmm. At the end of his rope. Nelly was hot under the collar. <laughs> it's all his own stunts. What? Well, no, I was foreshadowing his fate. See, I was, I was foreshadowing with the rope, but John, John caught on. <laughs> I was... It's his but own But I stunts. like that he does his own stunts, because that's <laughs> also true. 
does his own <laughs> Bang. Oh. Yeah, really, really Alec Baldwin, that last one. Hey. Oh, Gee. too soon. <laughs> so Nellie was hot under the collar herself, and she couldn't take it. She couldn't take it so much that she had to give it a piece of her mind as well as a chunky entry wave she bomb. snapped. That's, oh, my God. That chaos again. Snapped right after this joke. A bear and a rabbit are shitting in the woods one day, and the bear's fucking-tastic, and he grabs the rabbit behind the ears and... She's like... <laughs> oh, no. That, yeah. One night, Jack walks Peanuts. into the ending of his latest movie, and he sees his doubts were true. It doesn't work. The audience made a mockery of it. They're like, just laughing at the, so, I love you, I love you, I love yeah, you thing. And so cheesy that they can't help but to laugh. I didn't right. like that because I felt that the laughs very fit in that hmm. scene. I, I thought yeah, it worked. I didn't get, I mean, I guess it works for it, this the beginning so cheesy, ones. These laughs are cheesy. Yeah, I liked it. Be, I, I liked it because of the beginning ones. I, I liked that it started off with one person being like, oh, I can't do it. Because it, it made me feel like Batman versus Superman when he was like, Martha. Martha. And I, was like, I, almost, I almost goddamn stood up from that film and be like, nope, this is it. I'm that done with so this film. Yeah, so you got you got the one guy that just finally, like, everyone's thinking it. Everyone in the theater is thinking it. This is cheesy as hell. I, what are we watching? But one guy finally cracks, and it kind of no, gives yeah no way one, for other people. Yeah, it's like no if one he's can laughing, hold back, yeah, yeah. Like, Everybody's yeah, thinking it. Everyone's thinking it. Ah, yeah, this is ridiculous. So, 1932, Eleanor did a piece on him, questioning his current take on previous works. It seems as though he's taken responsibility for the flops and learned from them. He even states he's quit drinking, so he's actively minimizing distractions and de detrimental practices. She asked him, do you miss the silence? And he's like, no, we shouldn't stand in the way of progress. Do you miss the silence? No. Shouldn't stand in the way of progress. Hell yeah. Do you feel Good he, for him. Do you feel he truly believes it at that point? I do. I think so, too. I think he does. It's I think like, he 100% wants to be a pioneer, and whether or not he's the one that pioneers it. Yes. I feel like it, it's not a downfall for him, but it's going to be an up for other people. So it's like it's going to increase competition. And I think he's he's resisting, yet he's also embracing. I, he I, I think lose. he's... I, yeah, I think he's embracing 100%. I think he just is lost with it. He's not sure how to handle it. He wants to be part of it. Right. It's like he's always trying to grab onto the star, you know? Yeah. And But if it got away, like, fuck, man, like, that was me. So Manny is producing a Sydney project and suggests he shoe polishes his skin. This is what we're talking about here. Yeah, poor Sydney. But once again, Manny's the one giving the bad news. Manny feels bad. You yeah. can tell Manny feels oh, yeah. bad. He can't look him in the eye after he walks away. He's like, and, and this is uh, right because he looks so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. When he so I mean, so that everyone knows, it's because the rest of the band is way darker than Sydney right. is. Um, it's like, well, they got the light on it, and I mean, I don't know what they had back then. It's like you should be able to easily mute the lights. I yeah, can say that I now. Said. I was saying like, well, yeah, it, right? Isn't it weird that racism back then was like, oh. You're not dark we, enough. We can't have different blacks together. But they're the same. It's just a light increases his exposure. That's it. I don't think. No, I think. I think the other people in his band were actually a little darker. They might they have used been, the light, but as the, the light. Excuse. Yeah, they used the lighting as the excuse. Yes, but they. I mean, they. I guess they did show him under the light. It's like those guys are in the shadows. Yeah, the other brothers are in the shadows. But the, I think the other brothers were actually darker. There was another guy. The, the, yeah. 
He's in the shadows. And it, it's just <laughs> it's weird to think of like, okay, if this is a timepiece and that's how people really felt, they can't be a mixed band. Isn't that weird that they can't be a mixed band amongst brothers? As you brothers, brothers, brothers. <laughs> As a, 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 don't hard R it. Yeah. <laughs> so, kind don't, of what? It, wait, don't hard R it. <laughs> brothers. Bro- why, why? He's making a joke. Why is Whatever. it bad? If it's you... not a good. It's one. not. <laughs> Moving on. So, kind of what I was saying earlier. I think everybody's first appearance pretty much colors what their whole intentions or motives of this. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> it strongly defines and we're canceled. by their first appearance. So Manny, make the movie. again, he's always trying to push an elephant up a hill, make the impossible possible. Yep. Jack is trying to survive the party, maintain relevancy. He shows up already with issues and tries to smooth it all out. Nellie is constantly seeking the invite to a party, regardless of her careless ways. Even when she's invited, she doesn't feel invited. Sydney only wants to do what he loves without having to carry on extra. Lady Feiju arrives on screen with such elegance and grace that she also knows when it's her time to exit. She leaves with grace, trekking towards Europe. Even side characters. George is constantly hanging on to anything until he can't hang no more. The Count is always offering the wrong gifts. Pills inside peanuts, props inside purses. Fake money. Yeah. It speaks so much to their very first appearance. That's spot on. So they've been jerking around Jack. He comes down to see for himself and sees that the cover of his previous interview with the publicist Eleanor St. John, in which she slanders him for the headline, is Jack Conrad through. So he's been trying all day to try to set up an appointment to contact, I think it might have been Eleanor. No, fuck, who was it? He was trying to get an the one where he was like, call back at four. Yeah, call back at like, one, call back you, at three. Here. Yeah. yeah, I think it was Eleanor because. She ends up showing up and he's like, you're over the hill, you're done or whatever. Right. I love this scene too. This is one of my favorites. Isn't Clark Gable mentioned on one of those posters? Uh, It's him looking like a Clark. Yeah, actually it is. It is. Or it's like Chuck Gable or something like. Maybe I think it's, it is Clark. There's yeah. the, so that's why it made me think that like, this was kind of based on real people. I mean, I guess it, it's based on real people, but it's not. Yeah. John Gilbert. Gilbert. Is like their primary right, person. right, and then Clara Boyer or whatever her name yeah. is Clara Bayou. yeah. But I thought like that Nellie and Jack were actually real people, and then I thought they were that. That's what made me think of it because it was Clark Gable. I mean, on the poster. Never mind. This is a derailment that didn't need to happen. <laughs> Jack makes his way into Eleanor's as she's writing another article. He wants to know why she wrote it, and she corrects him saying, "No, you want to know why they laughed," which is. I mean, I think she was way ahead of the curve. It's like when, especially when he, they do the whole cockroach in the house mm-hmm. type of speech. So house fire and cockroaches, it's the idea that sticks. That is true. This is probably the best writing in the movie, I think, from the, the speech with from Eleanor to Jack about how he will spend eternity with angels and ghosts. It's like it was fucking beautiful. Like it was poetry right there. Someone will watch him one day as if they know him. Someone who breathed their first breath long after he breathed his last these are the echoes of time, the gift, the curse, to be able to hold the light and have to one day let it go, pass it on. It's a heavy gift, and our strength will fade. Like, I don't know, it hits them, though. It's like, I think that's what... Yeah, it gets the message through to him, finally. There's actually something else that kind of, like, comes alive with him with, like, gratitude. It's like, it is what he needed to hear, because, like, once he turned around and started walking away, it's like, he said thank you for that. Yeah, that thank like, you, that, like, you could feel that. Like, he did, he nailed that. Oh, yeah. It's like, ah, man. Because he was like pissed, but like, like that's felt what, it. 
she's the only one who's been honest with him. Like yeah, everybody else right. is just in jerking his chain and shit. And it's like, fuck, man. Like I see you as a friend or at least like somebody who was actually honest with each other. It's like we came up into this together. It's like she is the cockroach who's going to go back and hide. She's seen this happen so many times again. She's written about it how many times? I guess with him, he's been the only, but you know, lesser stars and shit. Every person on every film shot this year will be dead. And one day all those films will be pulled from the vaults and all their ghosts will dine together, adventure together, go to the jungle to war together. A child born in 50 years will stumble across your image flickering on a screen and feel he knows you like, like a friend. Though you breathed your last before he breathed his first. You've been given a gift. Be grateful. Your time today is through, but you'll spend eternity with angels and ghosts. Nellie arrives at Manny's door seeking help. I don't think she realizes how much of a user she has been to Manny. I think part of that was made or has made Manny become hardened. It's like he's tired of all this shit. Like he's given her chance and chance and chance and stuff like and she's just blown it. Even things in a professional level, she sort of spits in his face. Well, it's mainly because of the pressure she receives from exterior sources. But it's like. You know, you were supposed to maintain your cool and all this, but with just that party scene and shit. Well, I, and I think you can see Manny being jaded a little bit at this point. Yeah. From her and also the film industry. I think yeah. he's starting to get jaded just yeah. from there. I, this is the sort starting of... Starting to pull him down. Kind of the um, self-betrayal, I guess. This isn't the person that he wanted to be. Yeah. He's been pushed to make the hard calls, you know, the firing of certain people or nixing certain stuff or whatever but black face and a black face yes it's like that's not <laughs> that's who <rough>. he is <laughs> but i mean he really has it out on her screaming in her face and how she ruined his life and broke his heart time and time again part of that is also on him i think a nice bright eye guy like him looks past all the red flags she brings and she brought so, so many, red many red flags she's like she's a fire starter she's a gambler her drug use probably even childhood trauma now she's hiding here at manny's trying to avoid getting acid poured in her pussy yeah. <laughs> I thought it, I was like, did I hear that right? <laughs> like you don't fuck with your How son. much? He's, he's It's no? a lot. It's a lot. How much do you owe? Eighty-five grand. They took me How? He took me back into a room, yeah. Manny, and they said if I don't have the money by the end of a week, they're que gonna pour acid on my pussy. Que pagar. And they're not kidding. Yes, they will fucking kill you. These people are killers. Pay them, okay? I can't. You don't fuck with these kind of people, Nelly. You just pay them. He breaks, like, it's like when he looks at her, he he sees the very first encounter with her, or at least the second, because her first encounter was crashing into a fucking statue. But, like, he sees her when he was alone with her that one, that very first day, when they were talking about the love of the art, the entertainment, like the emotions and stuff. So she says he was the only one who was always nice to her, it's a drug for her because she uses that when she needs a fix, a scapegoat, and out. She uses him like a security blanket, but he doesn't want to be a blanket. He wants to be more than that. 
It's like, you'll never let me wrap you up, you know? Like, why do we do that as men? Oh, it's because like, there's so many men out there that will let women just use block all. I think it's opportunistic. Over. I feel attacked. Yeah. No, we've all done it. I've done it. I, I know do John anymore. has done it. I don't know about you, Justin. It's more like but. scarcity, you know? It's like we don't get options delivered to us as oh, yes. readily. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have to be something. You have to have like some sort of like status or whatever where everybody will look your way. Or you have to be, well, yes, in order to get a glance, I yeah. guess. Yeah, and I guess. So yeah, we I take what if, we can get. I guess That's if you're thing. a man that gets less and less attention if you're someone that doesn't get attention right. it's like we will tend to love who will i guess love us back or so whereas, or even toy with us yes with that love i guess you and know, i think it's rough typically women can be more opportunistic you know they'll they have the 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 selection but I i'm sure that's part of it's, how society has gone is that women had to be opportunistic back in the day yeah I mean, I think that kind of covers a lot. That's just human nature. Yeah. But so I identify a lot with Brad Pitt's Jack in this. Like he's learning to accept the fate or truth or whatever you want to call it. Like he gets a call from Irv one night as he's he tries to give the old hey champ got an opportunity bullshit. And it's like he's like, it's shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's shit. It's like all Jack wants is honesty. And like that's what he asks. He's like, can you be honest with me? I'll do your film. Just be honest with me. Like I'm bailing you out, aren't I? Yeah, I'll come bail you out. Yeah, I just have one question. It's a piece of shit, isn't it? What? And I'd be bailing you out, wouldn't I? No, no, of course Sir, not. let's just call it for what it is. That's all I ask. I'll do your movie. I'll bail you out. All I want in return is a little honesty. Can you do that, Irv? Can you be honest with me for 10 seconds or so? I'd be bailing you out, wouldn't I? Yeah, you'd be bailing me out. That's a piece of shit, isn't it? Yeah, it's a piece of shit. <sighs> okay, Irv. I'll see you on set. Coming to terms. Yeah. He's sitting there in his room alone. Like, he's watching, like, this little lizard kind of crawl through, like, the windowsill or something. Jack sits there and he smiles. It's like this little things now. It's like it's the nature that that all things will eventually pass. But making the best of the time that you have is what matters. The next scene, like he's off in the water, like he's staring off, watching the waves settle. Feels like coming to terms with water as an emotional element. Like it seeps past the cracks and the rocks. Is this how I can go? (laughs) But it's like I think it's a part of him. Because like water, again, it's an emotional element. It doesn't resist. It, it flows. It mm-hmm. it wanders. The more you resist, the more problems you're going to have with it. This is his transition right there. And I, again, that's where he was like watching all the other actors. But yeah, Nelly is coked out again the next morning. Manny is like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is yeah. this bullshit. The count gave him a call and settled things with the financer, maybe. And then. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things get a little bit more interesting. So we see. Then we get reminded that Toby Maguire's in this yes. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Two and a half hours hey, later. Hey, there you are. So he's Ethan Supley as Wilson. Like he's one of those guys that I'm always excited to see. Every time I see him, I always think of Mallrats. <laughs> he's trying to see a boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he works with the drug lord Let's compound. See a goddamn sailboat. Yeah. At the drug lord compound where Manny and the Count go to take the hit off of Nelly, or try to at least get a hit on themselves. But Manny <laughs> doesn't know. 
that will. Uh, yes, not yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, Toby Maguire. He was supposed to play Charlie Chaplin in this movie, but they fit him in as like this fictional mobster, James McKay. This is Manny and the Count. How do you boys do? I'm James McKay. That was Charlie really, Chaplin. Hmm. It's like, that Who was does like, he say he meets and wants him to play as retarded or whatever? He says he met somebody famous, like Wyatt Earp or something like that. Yeah, Wyatt Earp. Was, was it Wyatt Earp? Yeah. yeah. Yes, Wyatt Earp has a retard. He's he had like, like all these little outlines. Like, he couldn't count. Yeah. All we these should little, do a movie and play him as a retard. These outlandish movies, ideas, like there's a 50-year-old midget. It's pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Or he's a prodigy. I wonder if they yeah. just told him to go and like he just started talking. <laughs> Toby Maguire is off the rails. Dude. Yeah. This it's, is one of the funnest ones I've seen him do. Yeah. It's, it's fun to see him. But Silliness. I got more ideas. You ever heard of Wyatt Earp? He died a couple of years ago. I met him once. Little known fact, the greatest hero of the Wild West couldn't count. No? No, so I was thinking you make a movie about him and in it, you make him full-fledged retard. What? You okay? What? You're sweating. Probably very thirsty. Mm. Oh. Well, I thought you were just excited about the idea. <laughs> As the you know, silliness, the hey, silliness. Manny just wants to try to get out of there, and he's like, "You know, save for a drink." And like the count is like, "Yeah, we got to be nice. We got to pretty much." Oh, accept, come on. What's a drink? Yeah. Accept everything that they offer because you don't want to leave on like bad terms. So they're doing so. And then well, they go they to the jobs. asshole of L.A. Welcome to the asshole of Los Angeles. But before that, that was like, I love that line. This is the asshole of L.A. I go, I thought that was Amber Heard. <laughs> <laughs> before that, the count tells him, it's like, it's prop money. And Manny's trying to get it straight. It's like prop money, like the money that the prop guy made. From yeah. the film or the one he made for the film? How did he, how, how did he think this was a good idea? And even if you did think it was a good idea, why would you stay there longer then? Like if you had actual money, yeah, I could understand being like, yeah, we should appease him a little bit so he doesn't right. get upset. Right. But at this point, you know, they're going to figure out it's not real money. Right. And the way that they why do it, you I think was longer. pretty interesting. Oh, so they yeah. go to the... Yeah asshole of la and it's all these different levels of like it's debauchery at it's like we're back not classy at all it's more raunchy and like, uh, like the yeah the first gimps. floor is like people beating the shit out of each other it's like, like a fight club and shit yeah. second yeah. floor was yeah it's like the gimps and the midgets and yeah, yeah a lot of, Some lot guy of with uh, a snm stuff grab my strong arm <laughs> <laughs> by the so, way big fat ladies tits two Two yeah. terribly disgusting tits. <laughs> Both. <laughs> so there McKay, was a second one that was topless, then hers were about a five. So McKay recites a similar line that Nelly did, pretty much like you are or you aren't a star type of thing, referring to the massive guy he's wanting to show as a warrior in the other movie idea that he was explaining earlier. He has the same mindset as Nelly. Oh, I feel like the people who come with this mindset are usually the negative, but he can't he can obviously see it. But he's not smitten by McKay, who would be. But yeah, yeah. But did you realize? I don't know if you caught this. 
but the 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 you probably did because it's up your alley. But the further they got down, don't look in my alley. The more normal his character looked, like he was getting to like home. Like this oh, yeah. is where Toby Maguire's hmm. character belonged. No, I didn't catch that. I don't know if that was intentional or if that was just something something that you felt. I, yeah. yeah. I feel like he was just excited for the whole thing at the oh, He was very excited. I'm talking about thing. like looks wise and stuff. Like he started to look like an actual normal person as they got further, further down. Like huh. that's where he, be- it's like he was, was in the asshole of it. Pretty, oh, I didn't really pull that out. But yeah, so. this I'll go fuck myself. Stalagmites. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I, I was just giving Little stalagmites shit. of the little cave area, whatever. is like water's dripping down. And With an alligator. <laughs> bounces onto the money and like rolls off. Like it, you see the ink running. Wait, and, no. Tell them what they're watching first. To the viewers who didn't oh, watch this. Oh, so gross. A giant guy. The whole reason they went down there is because he said he's got a guy you got to work with. That's going to be great in films, which, yeah. to be fair, the guy is ripped. Yes. He is so, ripped. I was trying to see if that was like a wrestler or something. Uh, that's what I thought, I couldn't too. find any credits. Anyways, but. he has a mask on. He's just massive. He's probably towering over these people at least by like three to four feet. He's at least like seven, eight feet tall. Yeah, they found him in like the woods of our Oregon or some shit something. like that. And he removes his the mouth part of his mask, or I guess lifts his mask up, and just... Each a live rat. Eats a live rat, yeah. And And just eats it and slurps it. And he's loving it. McKay's loving it. McKay, yeah. He's like, he'll do anything. And he crumples up a 20 and throws it at him. He's like, do another one. Yeah. (laughs) Pay him money and he'll do anything. Gross. Once the water off the stalagmites kind of, yeah, remove the ink. Uh, McKay notices it, and then Manny like grabs this little medieval mace Dude, axe, best whatever, death off the, in the whole movie. He's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> probably a little bit too much blood for you. But no, straight was, on Wilson. that was fine. That but was I mean, fine. like Wilson's hawking like, loogies this fuck, entire time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's hawking a lot more, and I don't know. no, that yeah, he's spewing Just, nasties, man. He's spewing nasties. Uh, what the uh, fuck? Thing I didn't get. <laughs> It's fake. No. No, come on. Let, let, let me explain. We were going to make movies let, together. Let, 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 let me explain. Please, please. No, 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 And I like the exit, though. They start running out, and then that alligator that nipped at him, that McKay tried to trap him into yeah. you know, going first or whatever. It's like, it's fucking, was it a crocodile or was it an alligator? It was definitely an alligator. Okay, I don't know. I didn't pay close I know my speech to it. That was definitely an knows. American alligator. I can't remember if it's like red follows black, follows yellow. Or whatever. No, it was an alligator. Moccasin. For sure. Yeah. 100%. But yeah, you knew he was going to let that alligator yeah. loose. So Manny cuts loose the sex gator. And which Many people seem to get like right past. It's like the thing's loose and it's following these guys. How did everybody else follow out Manny? And did they just like shove one guy into the mouth of the gator? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think one guy got the hundred percent. Yeah. That makes sense to me. (laughs) Well, that's just math adds up. Made their way out then. (laughs) So some, which is why they had a little bit of a head start. They had to throw one guy (laughs) on the gator and then everyone just kind of walked over the gator eating that guy. Yeah. They're like, 
So they, they, they probably know, just carried they Wilson's dead body over. There. Like, Eat this one. It's already but leaking they caught blood. Up. <laughs> they did catch up. They were like 20 feet behind. But they, they did mustard. Up. That's for sure. So Good some lounge party suck back then. Some loungy party with Jack. Lady Faye shows up. Time has passed and they go to catch up. He becomes vulnerable to her in this business. She is one of the only true friends. Talks of his wife and how he jokes saying she might want to go save her from all the same routine he's been through over and over. You know, she like she genuinely asks, like, are you OK? You're not the same Jack that he, Lady Fade knew and love and all this. Like, yeah. No. Like he explains that he's just tired and ah, like the way that he uh, performs, I guess, all this is like, fuck, dude, I can feel it. And he rode his strike or he ride his strike of luck. Wrote his stroke of luck. I mean, I yes. was so sad. <laughs> like, cause yeah, it's this, okay. This scene is Been the luckiest bastard in the world. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's there's a lot of heart, a lot of emotion. That's because Brad Pitt. He shouldn't have done it. Yeah. He shouldn't have gone to the bathroom and offed himself. I mean, the, like, I love this though. He could have kept going. Like, so what? Your movie career's over. Do something like it's like he's what it did like three films afterwards, and it was all flops and stuff. It's like yeah. he's he's come to terms that this is what he is now. Yeah. But how much debt is he in for all these divorces? Good question. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe there was a money issue. There might have been laws. All of this, because otherwise, I'm thinking, man, you could ride this out. Yeah. So he wrote his struck of luck, but. It ran out for him. Now he's just making mediocre flops to pass the time. It's like the higher you get, this gold you seem to cradle in your hand turns to sand. Your fingers grow old and crackles. It falls to the hands below you, one foot in and one foot out. As much as he wants to continue to hold this gold, he's coming to peace that he has to let it go and appreciate that he had the chance to touch it in the first place. He did it his way. So yeah. he passes the bellhop on the way up. And I love this part because That's like, a nice scene. he's <laughs> making, I think this speaks a lot. It's like the people, what can you do to the people who can do nothing for you? And he is noticing and appreciating and has the gratitude for the people who are at the bottom of the the barrel, or whatever. Even though he doesn't remember him. Yeah, but it doesn't matter but because still he's making an effort. Yes, and he's like, well, "What's the most that anybody's ever tipped you?" And he's like, fifty dollars." So he's like, "Who tipped you that?" He's like, "You did, Mister Conrad." And it's like he just gives him a wad of cash, shit or ton of money. So he's saying, "The future is yours," and dances ascending up the stairs. And I like that part. It's like before he went up the stairs, he told his wife, "He's like, hey, I'm going to go get the cigars." This spoke volumes for me because I feel like I saw the whole thing coming because again, he's aspiring to music. There's something that this movie has done, I guess twice with this is like, well, I'll get to the second one here in a second, but do you know what the word sfumato means? Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, Sfumato. It's a painting technique that was kind of made popular by Leonardo da Vinci. So Mm. it melts colors and tones and obscure the lines and edges. It derived from the Italian word fumo, meaning to smoke. Sfumato means to evaporate or to go up in smoke. Go smoke yourself? (laughs) I've talked briefly about like the Da Vinci principles on like the main podcast here and there. But uh, I'm a pusher of like these sort of like the sfumato principles, the, the principles of Da Vinci, I should say. In particular... A willingness to embrace ambiguity, paradox, and uncertainty. It brings a wide sense of acceptance and appreciation. That's what sfumato means in a in a whole. So this falling scene of him up the stairs, walking away from the camera, down the long hall, you got the red carpet pretty much rolled out for him. I mean, the carpet's just red. It gives a sense that he's on his way out and he's fine with it. Like, he has embodied sfumato in my eyes at this point. It's like he's going up in smoke. He's leaving his mark as he evaporates. And I wrote all of this down. I'm sure the gun was. I yeah. wrote all of this down. You know, I paused it right after he entered the room. 
And then to see him go to the room and leave his mark on the bathroom wall, leaving a smoking barrel. So I was like, fuck, that sucks, man. I didn't, I didn't want him to die, man. I mean, you know? I put spumato juice sauce on my spaghetti, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I do wear So backing up a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. Um, something that really touched me in the scene right before he told his wife he was going to go up and get the cigars. He is just sitting in that chair with his right. liqueur and Berman. I was, I wanted that. He was just sitting there, no technology, nothing, just in the moment. Everyone is sitting there in the moment. There is not all this distraction of television, radio. And for some reason that just, it really hit me at that moment. I was like, dang, I wish I was, I wish I could be there. Like where we appreciated things for what they were. Not that I wanted to go smoke myself later upstairs, but in the same, it was just, it was, it was a time. I'm sure the director wasn't meaning for it to be, but it just hit me that I was like, wow, look at this time capture the like you said capturing time like we can go back in time we can control time and it hit me at that moment in that scene that i was like wow this is a time i feel like the meeting of both Faye and jack in the scene it's like this is both of their exits right there it's like she is more graceful with it and she knows how to handle she's been grounded and even though she's been raised to the same level as him she knows her way around Mm -hmm. she she can navigate but like well i guess she can accept her fates or whatever with Jack, it's harder for him to grasp to, to hold on to something because I mean, his star was brighter for sure. It's like lady Faye. I mean, she was pretty much background star. Well, she was based off of Anna May, which is the very first Chinese American actress in Hollywood. Mm. And uh, I don't know. It's like, she, again, she had grace though. Like she knew how she really did how to move around. She was the water. Yeah. Ish. Be like water was the water, but she just flowed. Yeah, and and I I wouldn't call him the fire from this, but I mean he did have fire. He was passion, you know, like he was the great lover. But I don't know when you can't love anymore. It's like what do you do? You die. Yeah, but yeah. So hey, you do a great job. What's the best tip you've ever received? Fifty dollars. Who gave you that? You did, Mister Conrad. It's on you now, kid. Future's yours. Manny barges in back home and flips shit trying to save Nellie's inconsiderate ass. Still adding <laughs> Yep. Still adding ass. all these sprinkles to her ice cream life, consistently ruining a good thing. They plan to go to Mexico, Manny, Nellie, and now the Count, arguing like a married couple already. They arrive at a gas station and he's trying to corral her because he recognizes both her necks are on the line. Both of them are running from McKay and his men right now. So she just wants to dance and jump from place to place, wandering into some Mexican fiesta next to the gas station. He persistently tries to stop her and confess his love to her. He's like, you know, te amo, te amo, te amo. Like he's, yeah, I don't know. He, he can't get it through to her. It's like she knows. He's already said this a few times already, I'm sure. But he's always loved her. And she seems to recognize that she's to blame for all this yet again. Like she feels like most everything in her life is pretty much her fault. Like her parents blamed her for shit. Like they said they would never amount to anything. As much as she says she's a star, she still believes that, though. She still believes that. She, she doesn't. She says, I'm no good. Like, she believes that she's broken. No, that makes sense. Why? And that's why she spirals control and, like, makes her own mess. 
Yeah. And I think there's something very beautiful in this next scene where, or I guess the same scene, it's sadly beautiful about their very first kiss. It's being from the lens of a camera, whereas everything in her life has always been on the camera. Well, I guess not her life, but like these last, what, 10 years almost has been in front of a camera. It's been manufactured. It's been fake or whatever. For us to see it through the lens, it's like, it's not, it's still not real though. It's not real enough yet. When all the while we are seeing what is on screen as a lie, it's fake, it's manufactured, it's a celluloid dream. It says this kiss will last. Yes, it's unscripted, but it's a colorist in gray. We don't see it flush with. And I, Lonnie would actually like this because I had just used a word or words, celluloid dream here. Um, I think it ties this part off. I've already mentioned AFI, the celluloid dream, where some of the lyrics are, in the glitter, in the dark, sunk into velvet, praying this will never end, in the shadows of a star, in static pallor, I realized I never began, just like romantic verses, just like a joyous end, just like a memory, it twists me. You land as lightly as the new snow cinematic, on the melting boy, and melt away. You light as gently, you're so cinematic, bathe in your radiance, I melt, all the colors upon leaving, all will turn to gray. Fucking beautiful, a fire inside. So they sure... Another kiss. Once more, they pull up to the counts and she dances to music, camera watching her go back against into the shadow of the night. When I'm done, I'm going to dance my ass off into the night. And they'll know, everyone will fucking know that they could never control one goddamn fucking thing. I thought she was getting off right there. I thought so, I too. Thought so too. I was waiting yeah. for a car to I come was, through the, the or like gunshot, hit with a car. Yeah. So we all thought the same thing. You know, McKay's especially after justing Jack off himself. Right. You know, like, so yeah. this is the downfall. Right. This, this is everybody's is, this is where everyone wrap it up. What's yep. happening. So McKay's associate who got up at McKay's compound right before they met McKay, they were having like some little meeting or whatever. And that guy kind of like looked at the count and Manny as he walked away. He barges in killing Kyle, the roommate and the count. <laughs> and I like how Manny is looking at two headshots of the count. And then the third headshot is straight to the count's head. One headshot, two headshot, third headshot, straight to the head. Manny begs and pleads, saying he's nobody. McKay's associate takes pity and tells him to get the fuck out of L.A. to disappear. I don't get why he let him go. I don't either. It didn't. Is he peeing himself? Yeah, I mean, like, he saw that. Yeah, but, like, are you saying that, a, that that guy Aren't from the, you a hitman? But like, he's yeah, also but from an, guy, an L.A. asshole who likes, he gets off. That guy shit had like, nothing to do with it. her debt. You know what I mean? But neither did my Kyle. I, I think it Get had it, to, it had <laughs> to be he just never missed before is my thought. He never had to see someone's emotion before. He was a hitman and he's always killed. He's right. always seen the death and he's like, all right, done. This maybe this is the first time that he didn't actually kill everyone and he's actually has to see He's turning a new leaf, huh? Well, I don't know about turning a new leaf, but this is the first time he's seen emotion. And it's like, oh, shit, this sucks. You like, I don't like seeing people be people. I'd rather them just be dead bodies. And so, I think that, I don't know, thinking about this now, I feel like he's, the people that he kills are the people who are kind of already cold, you know, who are mm -hmm. gamblers and stuff like that. And when he sees, looks into the eyes of Manny, I don't think he sees your low life, your gambler, your drug user. Normal your, person he yeah. kills. He sees somebody who's actually worth something and he's like, mm, uh, I might spare you. That's what we're going to go with. Cool. Good writing. <laughs> Anyways, Manny's weakness is that he loves too hard. She straight up told him that she doesn't think he's good for her, and he still hangs around waiting for his chance. Again, orbiting all this. <sighs> all been there. So he's screaming in Baron Street, shouting out for Nelly, 
who was supposed to be in the car, but she could not sit still. She has to keep moving. I think if she was, she she would have been murked by McKay's associate. So it at least bought her time, but she would have done herself in leaving a trail in her wake. Nellie once told Manny that she wants people to know that she did it all her way, but her way was not for her own good. Sydney, in fact, did it all his way. He's the moral character of this whole film. He kept to his own tune, despite what others in the industry tried to mold him to be. Whereas Manny stayed in the industry, betraying himself. Sydney said, fuck it, and he still made it, you know? He said, I'm walking out like I can't deal with any of this. Uh, Lady Faye was told no a few times or whatever, and she's like, oh, I'm going to do things my way. Those are the two moral characters. It's like Manny is moral, but yeah, he did some the, fucking things. They're the anchors, too. I suppose. But again, if we had more exposure of those characters, or if we followed them even further, I feel like we would eventually see flaws. So I think it's best to left like that yeah. and appreciate yeah. that. I No, I agree. I so guess. Upon Jack's funeral service, the beach actor that Jack was acting with, and I guess the guy was not delivering his lines as well, alongside, next side, I guess Jack's character in that flop of a movie there was, Eleanor St. John sits paying her respects and casts a glance to that young actor with that like five second glance. I think that it kind of spoke volumes for myself. I feel like she already sees the glorious rise and tragic fall of that young actor. That is the next Jack now. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're going to go through the same shit and I'm going to be the cockroach who writes about it. You know his story already. While she sits back like a cockroach surviving the current house fire, this young actor will take Jack's spot in the house. He just doesn't know it yet. And around the last 20 minutes, we are consumed with the music of Sydney as we see a building fall and a new one take its place. Much like the cycle of the people, the stars, our contributions build and shape things so others after us can make things their own, preferably better. Sometimes it's not better. An article in the newspaper showing Nellie Leroy was found dead at 34 Due to foul play, overdose, we see recognition of her first role in Maids Off, where she shoving some dude's head in her crotch, as well as Homewrecker and The Wild Child and The Dirty Deed, her other works. 1952, Manny returns 20 years later to Hollywood, L.A. area at Kinescope Studio with his now wife and daughter, reminiscing of the place called home and how much it's changed. He sees Marilyn Monroe picture, which was most likely inspired by Nellie Leroy in this movie. The likeness and spark is similar. There are actually pictures of Marilyn Monroe posing as Claire Bue. Mm. If you haven't seen that, Mm-mm. it's pretty much the girl that Nellie is are molded after. Uh, Manny hasn't been to a theater in a while. He walks past the theater on a whim and decides to grab a ticket. Manny takes the environment in and seems to I don't drift know if off it was on a whim. I feel like he is. Well, he started to walk well, past, he walked it, past it and, and then he stopped back. and he's like, so, and yeah. he told the security guard, he hasn't there. been to a theater in a while or whatever. He hasn't seen a movie in a while, but He's awakened by the playing film to be a parallel of his life. It's like, I mean, he, he nods off and then he wakes up and it's like, what is going on on film is pretty, it's like, that's fucking, that's what, that was my life right there. That's what I I did. He had a direct hand in moving the industry into talking pictures, how people were against it and how there, there's this it girl with a horrible voice like Nellie being coached by an older woman like Eleanor St. John starring a great lover like Jack Conroy with cheesy, I love you, I love you, I love you lines. So to everyone around him, this is a form of engagement that touches at their lives. To him, it's his life that engages him at the touch. They are there for entertainment, but this experience is a eulogy to the funeral of his past. And he's come to terms with what he created inspired others to make something else so much more. No, that singing in the room is powerful. Very powerful. Frank Sinatra's. Yeah. And I think this part was the experimental part of the movie. It wasn't for the movie. It was for us. Mm -hmm. So... All the films throughout the ages wasn't 
this obviously isn't what Manny's seen. He's not seeing Terminator and no Avatar shit. and shit like that. This isn't no, you know. No, yeah, it is. It's it's kind of like the growth from going to. I liked it. Moving pictures to film to digital, all that, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, I liked think, it. It's fun. It's one of the reasons that at the end of the film, I was like, Dang, that was good. I kind of want to watch it again. I'm like that, but I'm like, I will not watch that now. That's three hours, man. <laughs> so it's definitely a movie for a film review podcast for sure. I mean, like, I think we covered a lot of, I mean, I think there's more intricacies that we can go through with the Hollywood portion, but I'm actually going to wrap it up here soon, at least for my portion. I got two more notes here. It's also one of the movies that captures nostalgia. It makes you miss something you never had, maybe due to the length and time invested into it or the easily able for myself to attach to certain characters. Like I loved Jack's characters. I love Eleanor St. John's like, she comes off as a bitch, but it's like, you're actually speaking so much truth. And it's like, just like Jack, you have to just thank you for that. Like That's real. Actually, that's it. John. What would I change? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> well, I, Brian. I, I, it makes me, this film makes me erect. <laughs> First 30 I feel minutes. like I miss things. Not from the film, but from past lives like i wish i could have been around in the 20s and experienced things like this and talk like, like this yeah see yeah see you're playing the china depression it's, it's that, and yeah, it's, uh, prohibition wow. <laughs> and you know we we talk about those wars. things depression prohibition but look at what we deal with in our time now we've had 9-11 we've had one kind of depression in 2008. We're about to have another here in probably a year. Don't Chinese balloons, <laughs> Chinese balloons, <sighs> Ukraine war, Israel, Israel. war. <laughs> I mean, it's all, it's all the same. And I'm sure my kids, my grandchildren are going to be saying the same thing. Oh, I wish I was around. I mean, I'm glad I was around before the internet. Same. So I don't know. It's one of those films that makes you feel like you 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 missed out. I think with just Not that even. alone, it's like this film is a film about acceptance. It's revealing a harsh industry, our time, which you can put that anywhere because that has been anywhere. Yeah. Not just with this like, well, with this particular industry, but just with anything, any business or group or whatever. Have things changed that much? I mean, we watched a guy get peed on and then the chick end up overdosing but is that much different than what's the guy that got in trouble now the, the whole me too move it's not much different right you talk about the british uh, comedian dude no the me whole me too movement though the big guy dude, there's a new one every day so Weinstein? it doesn't really matter white uh brett <laughs> i don't know there's literally a new one every day so <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about I, I, yeah and i guess that's my point is like hey look there's this chick that's peeing on executive producers back in the day we still have chicks peeing on executive producers now i like that to kinks get, or kinks. To get <laughs> jobs and stuff and so it's weird jesus got peed on it's, it's weird <laughs> how much has changed but how much has not changed at the same time yeah it's, Again, it's it's the tools that change. It's the tools that change. But it's the same situations. Yeah. It's the same old my tool pee on situation. Same. That's my part to do songs. <laughs> I don't steal my bit. I'm sorry, dude. God. All right, now to John. Okay, so uh, what do you guys think Rotten Tomatoes gave this? Shit. Ooh, I actually didn't look at this ahead of time. Unfucking professional. Um. So critics or audience? Both. They're within I'm 5%. I'm going to guess the critics is higher in this one. Critics so, is higher, ooh, but by okay. 5%. Ooh, okay. Not as much as... I'm going to guess 65 and 60. Justin, do you know the answer? I don't. Excuse me. 
You guessing? I'll say something very similar to him. 57 and 52. Really? Okay. Yeah, I see. I felt I, like it was more swayed towards... No. Oh, okay, I guess. It's so it's not fresh. I almost feel like this is one of those fresh. films that like maybe five years from now, people are going to catch on to and be like, you know what? This is kind of cool. Like yeah. This might be one of those... It has a simmer, I'm sure. Has it one did of those films. absolute garbage I believe in it. the theaters because A... I mean, it's Christmas time. It's not really a family movie you bring, you know. Um, but it only made 15,000. This feels like one of those cult classics. Like, this is going to yeah, be maybe. one of those 10, I don't know if, 15, I don't know if 20 cult. years. Like, it's going to be one of those cult. I'm sort of reminded of what's that one with a, ooh, is it Rockstar? Jennifer Aniston? And, mm, yeah. It's like, it's kind okay, of like this the, photo, you're right. Coming that. of age or whatever, <laughs> or the the passing down the torch. Yeah, but I mean, like it was brutal with this one, dude. Rockstar's like, awesome. I just I just feel me. like this is one that was missed. It didn't hit at the moment, like, and it. But it's I feel like maybe it's gonna hit later. What overshadowed it upon coming out? I don't know. I was actually just kind of looked that up because again, I was telling Brian before you got here, like John, ten a year ago. It's like I don't remember the previews or i don't remember seeing anything no, with this. when you I said do. babylon as like the I, no names came to mind i didn't even know brad pitt or margot robbie or mm-hmm. frederick I, kohler was in this <laughs> the only reason i just came across it upon amazon and i was like These people are in this and no i definitely remember the trailers but i go to more movies than you guys do yeah so. true. definitely yeah i don't you think you're better than tra- us yes <laughs> well this explains a lot what was out December's top box office was, I mean, it's not even on this. Oh, it's number nine, I guess. And, but it's only 9 million. So in front of it, I'll go up devotion, which I don't know what that is. The Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody, the menu, which we've reviewed on this podcast, strange world, violent night, which is a great movie. Actually that probably overshadowed. I think that was, that, that was, was the everywhere. Christmas movie we saw. Yeah. Did you yeah. go with us? Yeah. That? Yeah. Yeah. And then the next three, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this is what people saw on Christmas. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Avatar. Uh, You know, Avatar was at 400 million at that point. So I I mean, see that. Let me look at January, though, because like you said, it came out late. But those movies in front of it, I mean, that's going to that's what people are saying. You know what I mean? And with the prices that movies are lately, it it doesn't help that it's three hours long. That. Yeah. Again. That's a commitment that's, right there. That's tough. Yeah, even in <clears throat> January, Avatar, Puss in Boots, Mithrigan, The Man Called Otto, which Mithrigan. is another... Mithrigan. <laughs> I love how he always calls it Mithrigan. <laughs> that's what it is. It's three lines. <laughs> a Man Called Otto, which is yes. a phenomenal movie. It's not three Missing, hours. Missing, which you took... Didn't you take one of your daughters to see that? We saw it. I don't, I don't remember. It's, not, it's streaming it, now, so I was going to watch it the other day. And it's still Wakanda Forever. Babylon's all the way to 12th on this. Yeah. The Whale, that one with uh, Brandon <laughs> Frazier or whatever. Brandon Fraser. Brandon Fraser. Brandon Fraser. Shut the fuck up. Brandon Fraser. I'm sup- me. The menu only did 38 million. That's a good movie. No, yeah, no one really watched the menu either. Violent Night made 50 million. That was a great movie too. It is a great movie. People That's love a great violence. Christmas movie though. Both with John Leguizamo. It's John Leguizamo. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. he was in both of those movies. We saw a lot of John. Le- He's his fucking death in that Violent Night. Oh. That was awesome. <laughs> fucking slide down the fucking the chimney. chimney. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. It's like, who? <laughs> we should review that movie for December. Sure. I thought, well, that's what this is ish. Ish. <laughs> well, we can. Fuck, who has the next one? Is it Alani? I don't know. 
We'll figure that out before. I, I just appreciate you guys letting me pick one. Shut the fuck Mother up. Fucking shit, cock sucking. What the fuck? <laughs> well, I, I appreciate, appreciate you picking it. a three hour movie. <laughs> what a would you three change? Three hour movie. Oh, shit. I already said what I would change. I mean, I'm not into long movies. So the fact that I mean, there's a reason that I watched this in three parts TV series. Yeah. TV. That's a good. I did like that idea. Though that could have been like, even it doesn't even have to be multiple seasons. Like a nine episode fucking season yeah. would be perfectly fine. fine. And you can have two of those episodes devoted to Sydney and Lady whatever. Ooh, I like that. You know, so talk dirty. Yeah, it's like there's certain like scenes dirty, that I didn't like really care about. The cleanliness of this movie. Or, <laughs> <laughs> there's certain scenes where I didn't really care about like the camera. Like it, it was handheld. Yeah, sometimes. Then t- you could definitely see the shake yeah, and all that. Yeah, for sure. Especially I tried to the that, scene though. where that's what Jeremy, where Jack comes down the stairs. Jeremy can bitch about or that. is it Manny? Somebody comes down the stairs. The camera's like behind the the couch or whatever, and it's like it's moving. I'm like, stop! Like p- put it on a yeah. tripod. There was a few times that it was like weirdly edited, like just suddenly shifted. Like it felt like they just didn't have the part to fill it. And right. then they were like, shit, we're just going to. In the chaos it. scenes, I liked that because they were doing it like around the. Uh, were you talking about transition to the next scene or in the scene? No, itself? it was like one scene, like even at the beginning with the elephant scene, like he's talking to the guy Prince in the Ali. truck. And then all of a sudden it like it was almost. They didn't have any footage. Like they're they like, oh, fuck here up. now. They fucked up, and they're like, oh, we don't have any footage to fit in here. And all of a sudden, it's just gonna have to shift. I'd have to show it to you to explain it. But and this movie could have been longer. I would appreciate it. That. Get out of here. Okay. Bye. Yeah, no, that's the. I just don't like long movies. I get after two and a half hours, I start getting antsy. Oh yeah, like I said. I, I was engaged we, the we entire wa- time. You watched it at three. You, I watched it at three different parts. That's why it would have made a good series. Yeah, right. I mean, episode. John I didn't and I went and saw the Flower Moon or yes, whatever. Yes, we did see Scorsese that. and the same thing. Killers of the Flower Moon. Motherfucker. Two and a half hours in, I was like, uh, eventually, I need to move. Well, that's part of the seats. Yeah, the, the seats suck where we were at. So I do appreciate you, you guys going my past. It is because <laughs> of your past that I. <laughs> Well, we can go to Council Bless next time. It's a three-hour movie. I'm <laughs> yeah. telling you. Well, now that we've talked about that, we might have. Oh, <laughs> also, <laughs> might be stuff. worth a drive. I'll I, drive you. <laughs> I did want to make a note on one thing: the movie, the title itself, Babylon. The title itself has Baby a Lawn, Baby Lawn, Babajon. It has a deeper meaning that could be connected to the biblical reference as well, or significance of the ancient city of Babylon, the city where Jesus was peed on. Yes. <laughs> A city from which Babylon <laughs> takes its name was the capital of the ancient Babylonian Empire in Mesopotamia. In the Bible's book of Genesis, the famous Tower of Babel is built there. It is from this place that God scatters people across the earth and confuses their language. Babylon has association with the Hebrew word Belal, which means to confuse by mixing. Over time, Babylon has become a symbol of a wicked city that has fallen from God. Although Babylon is not based on a true story, the historical context of both Hollywood and and this ancient city plays a significant role in shaping the meaning of the film. In the Bible's final book, the book of Revelation, Babylon becomes the an explicit symbol of doom. And for many, it could be considered a negative symbol for the Roman Empire. Despite all these factors, the real city of Babylon had an measurable cultural impact on the ancient world. In short, both Babylon and Hollywood, in a metaphorical sense, are places that evoke both extreme excess and inevitable doom, represent the highest highs and the lowest lows. Perfect. Thank you. I wrapped that with a bow right there. And with that, guys, we love you all. (laughs) Peace out.
that's how you end it. Do we have a least favorite least favorite? I, I thought do. I did. I have one. Oh, do you guys say that? Okay. Um, don't peace out like don't that. Don't peace out. <laughs> no. Man out. No, peace Man. in. Peace um, in. <laughs> so this is a one-star review um, from Jason Cam Magdanella. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. We, Fuck it. Said, felt like scrolling through TikTok. I really want to understand what the producers thought. Who is this audience? It seems like another movie made for Hollywood bubble by the Hollywood bubble. Actually, it was not a movie. It was a mix of random scenes. 90% of them were pointless, a.k.a. the snake scene. What the fuck? Definition of cringe with jokes that don't land well and made embarrassed anyone who is slightly intelligent. Sir, you don't like this joke? What? Put it in again. A bear and a rabbit are shitting in the woods one day. And the bear says to the rabbit, hey, do you ever have a problem with the shit sticking to your fur? And the rabbit finishes shitting. And he says, no, I never do. Why? And the bear says, Fan-fucking-tastic! And he grabs the rabbit behind the ears and... (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, that sounds like it was written by someone that does nothing but TikTok. uh, And so they're used to... There are no developed characters, no true motives, no dilemmas. Like, did he watch this movie? What are they talking about? Oh my god. I have never seen so many people walking off ever. Halfway through, I wanted to leave as well, but hoped at least for a surprise ending. Nope, the ending was, and the connection to the cinema paradiso was cliche and laughable. In a certain moment, I thought it was badly done on purpose. Would someone kindly tell me what the fuck is going on? But it's Badly done? What, what are they talking about? This motherfucker. Waste of three hours of my yeah, life. This, this guy's watching TikTok I know there's the a lot of people time. who had issues with that last scene, the, the experimental yeah, part. that's the, fine. I liked it. I thought it was cool because it, it shows the progress. Yeah. Nobody should stand in the way of progress, progress you know? Yeah. Are you correcting me? Yep. Fuck okay. this guy. Let, let you do that one. That guy upsets me. That is a TikTok well, generation. He shits on all See, that. Well, that's, that's the thing, too. It's like he said he pretty much spent his entire time scrolling through TikTok. It's like, I can't stand when you try to recommend something to somebody and like, they're not even watching it. It's like, no, you have to pay attention. What are you absorbing? And that I, maybe that's part of the problem with three hour movies these days. This guy takes offense to a lot of movies. He felt disrespected by the Lord of the Rings, the rings of power house of dragon wasted five hours of my life. Like stop watching it then. Sorry. This guy's an idiot. He committed to the whole thing. TikTok. The random scenes were what was, yeah, they weren't random. First of all, they were chaos scenes. Yes, hey, and they were the best scenes in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So they, fuck that guy. They fuck were you, the, Jason. I don't know if I want to say best. Jason. They were the most it with engaging. E N J A S E N. That's stupid. That that's is stupid. A red fucking flag. Red flag <laughs> right there. Red <laughs> flag, Jason. You rearrange that. That spells fucking idiot. <laughs> No, I think the scenes that had the most chaos, I think were really good. They're really well done. Maybe not the best scenes, but they added something to it. It showed... I will shit on you! It, <laughs> I felt like it showed more of their internal Struggle. parts of them. Yeah. Not necessarily. Some of them are struggles, but it's like... This eternal struggle when he was shit on you. <laughs> yes. At least we didn't get that. Shit Would you rather have you. pee play or poop play? But here's the thing. Oh. There was shit play in this movie. There was. Elephants oh. were shitting that on That was people. the very first. There was the shitting. There was the coming. There was the I puking. literally was like, what is this shit? There was the looging. Yeah. Literally. There was the vinamining. Vinamining? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. All right. What's your... We don't know what our I next movie is again. Oh, this is going to be a new trend, apparently, where we I can't just remember, don't know. I can't remember if it was Lonnie's turn or my turn, but... 
No, I think it is Lonnie's turn. I don't remember. I'm on the fours. That's all I know. Multiples of four. Yes. Because I'm 36, so I'll be 40 next. <laughs> and yes. then 44, and then 48, and then 50, and then 56, and then 60. Hold on. This is 37. Yes. And I did the last one, which was 36. I'm always the fours. Okay. That's good how thing. I know. Yeah, it's a good thing you guys <laughs> let me fill in for Jeremy. Otherwise, yep. it Jeremy might have got skipped. up your own thing. Yeah. Well, Jeremy already has more than we do anyways. That's You're true. Jeremy up. got skipped. Jeremy had like nine of them and Lonnie and I had seven or so. He had two more than we did, so we'll we'll be all right. <laughs> Can't wait to see what Lonnie picks. <laughs> <laughs> that Maybe. eye roll was audible. You hear the eye roll. <laughs> no, we love Lonnie. That's what makes us all different. He probably would have shit all over this movie. That, I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm actually, generally curious. I He didn't send anything. I'm very surprised some of the stuff that he picks because I... Like the the one with Frederick Kohler, I loved that movie. The the Evil Within mm-hmm. with a uh, wow, Pat, Pat Patrick Dempsey. Patrick, no, I'm just saying Flannery. Oh, Sean Patrick Flannery. Oh, I was like that was pretty good movie. Oh, it was very crappy. Uh, well, I would say crappy. I liked it. It was, it was an a art rough edit. It was an art project for mm. sure. But yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll do this. Say yeah. us out, Brian. All right, again. I said it before, I'll say it again. We love you all. Peace out. Party time, Sparkle Cox. <laughs> oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Is that clear, Lloyd? Is that good for fucking sound? This concludes our broadcast day. And then he says, frankly, Scarlett, you're a cunt. Type it. Click.